everyone, welcome to the Inglorious Bards. I'm your humble game master, Tom, and this is Adventure 48, which is crazy to think about. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad to have you here. We are in our new studio with um, everyone together, which is so fantastic, uh, except for Jeremy, who plays Xanner. Jeremy is still on break, and uh, we hope he comes back soon and will join us with his flaming chaos in no time. That's a great description, flaming chaos in no time. Um, thanks for all your support. Uh, you can check us out on our Discord server and join the conversation there. We uh, would certainly love to have you there. You can also follow our show on every podcast platform known to mankind. We are streaming live on twitch.tv slash ingloriousbards every Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. And you can also watch the video replay on our YouTube channel. And without further ado, let's get a recap of what happened last time from Seth. Hello! Xanar and Yelena stay back in the Nexus to do some training. The rest of the crew head east of Mirskan on horseback. War pony back for one of us. We get through a roadblock led by the Renarian Brotherhood with suspicious ease. We get to Tavernry, which has a slightly different feel than the last time that the uh, group was here. The bartender, Peg, gives us some dire news about Edlin Holm. We give him some dire news about his buddy, Brenros. Uh, we head up north to Edlin Holm immediately. Um, what we find is heartbreaking a little bit. Xander's father's tavern was torn apart by a shadowy figure who we presume is Raineth. There were no survivors uh, from the Ember Lantern. Um, apparently the old crazy wizard Gabe vanquished this shadowy figure. After, we having a, uh, after having a weird conversation with the wizard, uh, we piss off out of Edlin home and head northeast back to our original destination. On the way, we meet up with one of Yaru's temple brethren. Um, he seemed to not be impressed or happy to see Yaru. There might have even been a little bit of uh, disrespect towards our cat friend. Uh, after we leave the monk behind and, uh, we meet up with some knights, some knights of the Vigilant. That's, uh, Brenros's old outfit. Uh, Knight Commander Valmain tells us of some news. Most shockingly, that a red dragon has been raising some hell and killed our old pal Ignal Heavybringer. He also tells us of an obelisk to the southeast that is of some curiosity. That's where we head, and it turns out to be uh, another tower of Skordranar. After a gnarly fight with the scythe of Kalkawen, some familiar writing on the wall that not a damned one of us can read appears. And that, my friends and foes, is where we find ourselves.
our adventure begins south of the mountain range of the storm range in the middle of the world of Varenne is the kingdom of Calavier. Our heroes have left the Order of the Vigilance castle and have traveled just a few days southeast into the fields of Calavier, where they have defeated the Scythe of Calaquian, a nasty creature in a fifth tower of Scordrenar. You heroes have been heading out east on a quest, I believe, for another Rift Sphere, or at least to deal with undead. Um, your motives are not entirely clear to me, which is just fine by me. And... I don't think they're clear to us either. <laughs> And yeah. right now, you guys have just walked out of the uh, obelisk tower. They call it an obelisk. It is just a tower that's in this tall pit, vertical shaft. And you're climbing up these little uh, rope ladders and or rapidly climbing up. Some of you are quite agile and are now up on top where there is a ring of knights, maybe a dozen or half dozen or so. And they see you all climb out. A lead knight comes over and says... You're alive! What happened in there? I mean, barely for some of us. But yes. It's not an obelisk. It's, it's a hollow inside with a... It's what inside? Hollow. <laughs> what? So, we'll hold... So, so inside... You're good! There's nothing left! What happened in there? It's a, it's a hollow. We kicked ass. We took names. This was no obelisk. This was a fortress. Fortress. A, a tower of a dark force we know as Skordranar, an ancient being from long ago. He has threatened to return to this land, and it has seemed to become up to us and a few others to destroy him before he is free and awoken. Well, I have orders not to let anyone come out of there. It doesn't matter. I mean, you're going to let us come oh, out of there. You saw us yeah. go in, right? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anything creepy nothing, come out of there. Nothing else will be coming Shh. out of there. <laughs> <laughs> How come everybody points at me? <laughs> I wonder. Our friendship is very hollow. <laughs> Well, we'll stay here and continue to guard the obelisk. I mean, there's, there's nothing, literally, there's nothing in there. That, like, you're fine, you're good. You can go back to doing something useful. It's not an obelisk. <laughs> we have our orders. Uh, well, okay. We've kept your horses fed and watered in the 30 minutes you've keep been going. Jeez, I, I, I didn't quite come out well. Keep, right. keep your orders, but do not waste your time. Make sure you send someone to the queen or your general in the mountains. He will know of us. I will uh, I will pass on the word. You go, go! And they send out a messenger. You guys have your horses and provisions and packs on your mounts. Where are you headed and why? Sildren, you, you brought us to this path. Oh, more than the others, for sure. Bolly is just slung onto a horse unconscious. <laughs> he has no life. Beware doing even one point of damage to him at this point. Um, I can do a battle medicine. I would take issue that counts. with that. <laughs> I have not led us on this path. 
You gave me the deciding. You hundred percent. <laughs> you gave me the deciding. Sent here to the obelisk. Oh, to here. Okay. Okay. You, you gave well, me the deciding vote. We, but uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. And the I, descent begins. Uh, can I do battle medicine outside of? Battle? I know it's battle medicine. <laughs> I think I've probably gone on with this before. Yep. Only in battle. Shh. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Beware of the damage, he said. Uh, I like a challenge. I'm going to go ahead and do... One point of damage right now sends yeah, me to Don't do risky surgery. Yes, do risky surgery. Yeah, I'll do a battle medicine on him for certain. I believe I have to roll a DC 20. Do not critically fail. <laughs> I won't. Do, do not... <laughs> Or, or you essentially have what is a one in twenty chance of killing your friend. Or instead of rolling, okay, <laughs> okay, you can just do normal treat wounds, which takes about an hour. Oh, okay, yeah, we'll do that as yeah, we'll as opposed we're not to in battle. Yeah, so okay. frantically. I forgot about the treatment, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the kind version of healing. Um, and if you guys are under no time pressure, you can spend five, six, seven hours, uh, however long it is. I don't is, think and we have that much time, but an hour. Well, we if can... I can get him up, do you have any healing left to get us up, to get us back? We won't know until I can get up. Okay, we're going to spend an hour. Okay. <laughs> we're going to take he a breather. What? Yeah, I cast... Ru, you want to get me up? Oh, I had... I don't have that The much last power. thing I did was cast <laughs> a um, area effect heal. I don't remember this. They hit everybody. Yeah. You have not been documented, sir. I didn't write it down. It is therefore inadmissible. Um, But if I... You're dying, but if I touch you, is your vital beacon still going or is that con you have to be conscious you're trying to I'm gonna help myself I stopped him from dying I swear I did this you, also, you, you stopped me from dying the first time around and then I got triple pummeled well yeah just backtrack I, if I recall you okay. you killed uh, the scythe yeah and then we stopped there for the night before yeah. there was a description of okay what after I that. thought he was still up at the no time. because he was dying for and I mentioned I remember I remember mentioning after the fact that I was gonna heal him if you hadn't had killed the scythe too bad we don't have Jeremy's my notes. Next action but oh yeah oh, it was mine which is like Yara moves three feet <laughs> yeah. okay. well, I think we just only do, we had recorded this. Just do. Uh, oh, we can wait. Yeah, we, we have for an hour. And, we vanquished uh, a, a we can, PBG. Uh, yeah. limp, limp the hell away out of here. Yeah, we'll get. We'll get. I'm sure we'll uh, run into nothing on the road. Yeah, I'm sure it's perfectly safe going north from here. We'll do a little cat nap. Northwest or north? Northeast. One hour. A little northwest. One hour north later. To northeast. <laughs> We're going to Kel. Kinnerin. The Kara. Kinnerin. The Kara. Decorath. Decorath? Whatever. North. Oh, that far north. I thought that's where we were going. Okay. Yeah. Do, do we even know this is the question? Yeah. where we're options. going? This yeah. Is, this is the well, Molly knows where we're going. We're going to go see his, oh, his we're dwarves. I'm right here, guys. You're not conscious yet. Has I know. <laughs> it's a 45 minutes. <laughs> All right. It's an hour later. <laughs> yeah. And Bali is conscious. If still we decided wounded. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> And as you did, <laughs> pretty usual. We haven't decided well, things until we around. got there. We didn't decide on the obelisk till we got to the obelisk. The knights have now circled your group. <laughs> we're arguing They're us. They have so you guys can now all speak. Bali, you're involved in the conversation now. Great. Bali, we know of several of our options, but we know your home is on your mind most. What are, what are we going? We're going to the rift sphere. Rift sphere. Yeah. We must get through Dakarath first. We don't know where it is. We, it's to the north. Yes. I thought you had a map. I, 
Hasn't been that filled out. I gotta go somewhere to fill it. But without, well, we're, we're not lost without a map. We can get to where we need to go, but we've got to go through the halls. Yeah. And I'm sure the like, mines of Moria. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm, you're, 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 your family, your dwarves, I, I don't know how you guys all intersect, but like they're going to know about what the fuck's going on. So we just need to go see them, right? Right, I've been saying we go right to the hole. You've been sleeping for a bit, but yeah, let's go. My head Get hurts. Get on your little pony. Did I mention I was dying for? <laughs> I, I, I've, I've got a lot of scythe marks on me. Uh, the, the dying for, that ticks away one per nope, day. No, that's right? gone. As oh, soon that's... as you are, the, then you gain another level of wounded. wounded. Yeah. Okay. And that's what ticks away. Once per day. And that okay. is a house rule for anyone listening. And right. to so now I am wounded. What's the real rule? The real rule is you get back all of your wounded within like 30 minutes if oh. someone treats wounds on you. I like that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's <gonna> be better. <laughs> just, but there's just no any sense of yeah. resonating damage. Yeah. So in return for making that much more deadly, uh, we have increased your dying level yeah. to five before you die instead of four. So, yeah. So no mix and match on that one. Okay. Let's go north. Uh, so uh, immediately, Bali begins to start healing on individuals. Do we not know where this Rift Sphere is? Yeah, it's in Dakarth. Where in Dakarth? I, I'm that's so, why we gotta go talk to the dwarves. It's an art. I'm sure there will be signs once we get there, Sildren. But we must get closer. I'm applying this value to everyone because it's a high value. Actually, you don't have to worry about it because you can heal everyone up over time. Um, Done. Okay, so you guys are heading where? We are heading North. into Dakarath. Are we going through the pass? Well, yeah, where are the, the... Or are we going through the mountains again? Through the halls. Through the halls. We we're going to the dwarven halls. Okay. You guys head that way. It takes two and a half, not three days, about a day and a half of travel north through the fields and another day and a half of traveling through the mountains itself. There is a wide road that looks like a very old road that is paved with um, diamond uh, stones for miles and miles and miles and miles, definitely of dwarven construction. There is a wind that's blowing hard uh, from the northwest that you guys take shelter from. Everyone is fully healed. During those days, you do lose all of your wounded levels then, um, so that's a big plus. And you guys ride and ride, Bali giving you directions on where to go. And once you hit that road, you just take it. This is an old dwarven, uh, the, the Shadow Hall, um, highway essentially as you make your way there tall mountains looming over sometimes there is a mountain directly in the way of this path and it just cuts perfectly through it from hundreds and hundreds of years ago with the most perfectly flat uh, cliffs on either side of the dwarves carved out long ago with uh, intricate drawings a lot of geometric shapes again emphasizing a square or diamond shape uh, overall uh, some of them have dwarven uh, names on there that essentially is saying uh, the path to shadow hall and you continue on the monk in your group uh, master yaru knows that if you head this way through some very challenging mountains several more days um, 
that he would get to his uh, former uh, temple where he has spent a lot of time in training as well. So you're kind of in two, two neighborhoods of two folks from your group. Continuing on, what did I say, three-ish days, you come upon a huge entrance. The uh, there is a mountain and a mountain and you essentially come out of a tunnel that pierces through the top third of a mountain and then there's a huge stone bridge that goes about a quarter of a mile long with huge buttresses and tons of stonework wide uh, with great stone uh, carvings and drawings looks like it's been worn down through a, by a lot of wind through many years and on the other side is a huge wide but not very tall double door and there are several armed and armored dwarfs outside about eight of them and this looks to be a virtually impregnable part of the fortress as it's you would have to come all this way and there's you would have to scale amazing peaks you're essentially going over a huge drop down below into a rocky um, chaos down there uh, in these mountains you guys ride across and are approaching this entrance big iron door uh, with uh, uh, big intricate carvings Bali you um, with knowing dwarven anyone else know dwarven by the way just for giggles just so we know Nope. To take my word for it. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can see it says um, uh, it says Shadow Hall as the entrance on there. It says in the uh, in the hands of the Stone Father is another big inscription on it, and then it says uh, King uh, Barracks is uh, his symbol is also on there are the three primary things you see, and you guys ride up. Dwarves are there with hard iron helmets with visors. They put down these squat guys with their swords and axes. They have their shields up, and they stand proudly and step forward in unison several steps. And one of them says, as the wind is just blasting down this canyon, uh, flapping your cloaks, he says, Good afternoon! What brings you here to Shadow Hall? Is he speaking common? He's speaking in Dwarvish. I reply thus. I am the child of Ashbeard, and I seek entrance with my friends that we may pass through unharmed to the north. That's not gonna be easy, friend. Uh, None of our lives are these days. Would you agree? You don't seem to understand. The North is cut off. What do you mean, cut off? He's making this weird cutting off motion. The rest of you can see. I I, know, it's just the... (laughs) (laughs) The Tim Allen. (laughs) It's bad news. You can't easily pass through. we, We must. Me and my friends. You're welcome to enter, but you won't get through. I find anything... I find it hard that any dwarf would say it was difficult to do anything. These are deadly times. What does he say? He says these are deadly times. I think he wants to chop us in half. He was... What are we, we're going here now. Who are these? And he points to the rest of this rabble. These are the fine upstanding citizens of Ren, my companions and guests of the Shadow Hall. Under whose patronage? 
I forgot my keep's name. Uh, King Feon. <laughs> under Feon, but more importantly, for now and here only, from the clan of Ashbeard. Make a diplomacy plus two roll. Diplomacy plus two. I can do that. Not with that roll. No, that's a wrong die. That's the wrong die. That's a very wrong dice. Uh, diplomacy plus two. Oh, uh, plus two, 34. 34. He says, oh, Ashbird, I didn't hear it. So sorry. Yes, come in. Come in. And they part ways, and uh, as you guys are all ushered forward, the main guy who was just talking to you, Bali, says, is there anything else you need? Where can we help get you to? I need to go to the lower, uh, lower districts. You'd guide me down. I can, I can get you, I can get you to someone who can. And he leads the way, and you guys all enter. The giant doors uh, part and swing uh, open, and you go in. Who's the tallest amongst you? Probably a not not Sildren. Sildren. Probably a Sildren. You do have to duck on your horse to get mm -hmm. under, uh, and stay ducked. It's a little uncomfortable. I I top off. I dismount mm -hmm. and, and walk. And then take your horse to the edge of the bridge and kick it over. Be free! Flat! <laughs> <laughs> and I Bill pass knows by the on way. it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bill. All right. Uh, and you guys are inside Shadow Hall. Behind you, the doors close. There are lights that are lit by uh, lots of uh, lanterns, and there's smoke uh, that oh, just clings to the top of the ceiling. This corridor opens up to another one, into a huge, large structure, and this main guard uh, is leading the group slowly through with your mounts. As you are going through, he says, <clears throat> Uh, come speak to the uh, general. He can get you to where you need to go, Ashbeard. Now, to where I needed to go, you said it wouldn't be possible. The general wouldn't let me through? It's best if the general talks to you. He knows more than us up, up at the front. Very well. You guys are in this main first district of Shadow Hall. It is a huge open chamber that they have essentially carved many rooms and halls and uh, shops and all sorts of things out of the stone. So imagine uh, several football fields all connected together and over the many years they've carved out different sections, leaving huge areas with lots of little homes, a big open space, smaller ones down at the bottom, multiple tiers. Uh, it is a wonder of stone construction and all of it dotted with a lot of, again, geometric uh, angles and the overall repeating pattern of uh, a diamond shape uh, in the cuts, in the stonework. There is a lot of activity, uh, Bali, that you notice. The three different uh, districts you are currently in the Stonefall District, which is known for its trade and its crafting. But you see amongst the shops that you have passed by and um, 
used and, and bought and sold over your years. They are crowded with tons and tons of tarps and tents with people living in them. All, a whole bunch of dwarves, hundreds of dwarves are all crammed in here. Small little fires are being lit. People are cooking, staying busy. Um, people are hammering away at weapons, uh, trying the little kid, dwarven kids running around. Uh, and it's a totally different experience than when you last left it. You guys are continuing being led. You're the only ones on mounts and are being led down some of these larger main thoroughfares and are being taken to a huge section on the other side of this massive chamber that is a big vertical shaft and as you start to approach you hear the huge roar of water up ahead as you get closer and closer you see there is a massive three dropped waterfall from above of a wide vertical shaft that's several hundred feet in diameter with three huge waterfalls all pouring down at three different angles down the side and it just plummets and plummets and down hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet uh, just tons of water very very loud and where those three different waterfalls are not falling there's dry space there are chains with big huge metal uh, lifts flat um, sections of iron with big chains and levers that could hold several wagons at one time you see several are creaking up there's one right there that you all are being led to currently uh, at this very moment and uh, it is just crazy loud you can barely hear each other uh, whatsoever felt like a dwarven city would be less refugee like that the, 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 the war has made everyone cover wherever they, wherever they could that's what it seems anyway it's not like this normally there must be something going that uh, has caused such displacement what <laughs> you have to move closer not to the edge though we're riding these uh, lifts a dwarven essential elevator man there he cranks this big lever and cranks it back. There's a big unsettling ka-chunk and this huge lift, again, that could ha that is easily handling all of you, could handle 20 or 30 of you on horses, um, starts to drop, 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 drop. And you can just hear the chains ch -ch 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 over the waterfalls that are rushing down. Uh, Yaru, you can look up and see there is some strange mechanism <clears throat> of the water pouring down that is hitting some uh, weird little machinery that makes it move that provides power for some of this lift action. <clears throat> and again, it continues to drop, 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 drop. As you guys get lower and lower and lower, you drop several hundred feet to another section and then he cranks it and stops and stops you at the second district bali you know this uh, one as keg view keg view is a housing area where everyone lives um, lots of uh, houses carved out of stone and he is not taking you further down in your towards your destination yeah, why, why don't we stop here he says no one's allowed down below you're, you're taking me to the general or I'm being, I'm going to the general. He points down into the Kegview city streets. It's another massive chamber with tons of little, little houses all over the place, tiered all over the place. Uh, lots of statues out in front of each of them. Everyone's speaking Dwarvish, correct? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make that clear. So we you do not get to play tonight at all. 
Why are no? Why are the dwarves up top in Stonefall and not here where the houses are? The guy shrugs. You going up or staying here? All right, and uh, Bully motions everyone off. Let's go. We get off here. You guys ride off of the lift and start making your way into the Keg View District. Again, lots more lamps. Uh, so you can see what's going on. House after house after house. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these houses for thousands of dwarves. Uh, as far as you can see, there's tiered streets. Uh, there's even uh, an inverted section above where there's houses up above with little mini streets there. So it's almost like a V has been cut out of the stone. You can see the floors from above. Uh, there's lots of activity. And it's a similar shape as before, Bali. There are lots of tents and awnings that are, um, and tarps that are spread out, but these don't have uh, people and families in them. This is much more utilitarian. You see there are tons more blacksmith, armorsmiths. There's lots of food being arranged here. There's uh, several taverns that have been created out of tents. And then there are several official looking things. So there's the Guild of Tailors you can see as set up here and they're having some meeting. And it's just a bunch of guys sitting on barrels now. They should be having that down below. Instead, they're having it right here. Uh, and your guard motions towards uh, one of the bigger tents, and then he leaves you to head all the way back up to his post at the gate, and he points you at the largest tent there, where you can see there's the banner of the uh, Guild of Soldiers. There is much going on. I know there is a war, but it seems to, it seems to have encroached on my home a bit. Well, it's wartime, like, it's probably bound to happen. It doesn't happen to the dwarves. Are these, uh... What do you mean? These, these are... This is much further in than anyone should ever be. You're, 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 you're taking your fight to them. This is, seems like the fight's coming to us. Well, he said it was dangerous. Maybe it's Did he? worse than we thought. Oh, Did fuck. he? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the banners are easy, easily kind of recognizable as like a, a soldier's banner, sure. a smith's banner. So, uh, yeah, Bali, as you just said, they are very deep within the mountain for soldiers, further than the smiths and the tailors. This looks like a city under siege. Yeah, I'm beginning to wonder if I should have left in the first place. I had no idea it would get this bad. We're supposed to be seeing the general. Head of the garrisons this mountain. Do you know the ge Do you know the general? No, I generally stay away from all the military types. You generally stay away from the general. <laughs> I, was, I was the only one who messed that. <laughs> do you think he could be in that tent? He, he should be. Why do you stay away from the fighters? They generally come to me. Oh, okay. He's well, I'm, I'm a priest. He yeah. heals them. Every now and then, I would go out to the battle lines or the garrison in the front, and I would watch over them, say mm. a prayer, but even then, they had the lines under control. What there was no active fighting, and if there was, it was down below with the occasional undead who might wander in. It's nothing like what what this sounds like it uh, is going on now. Well, if the news we bring them doesn't offer them any hope. 
Perhaps seeing you will be the message enough. And don't forget what you've accomplished since you have left. That's true. But uh, still, it's it's, no, it's shocking. Home. We did not come this way for, not for trying. Yeah, you tell you tell these dwarves you killed a dragon. Like they're gonna be, you're gonna be swimming in it. <laughs> in, dwar in dwarven beard. beard. <laughs> we'll, we'll soldier it forth then. Yeah, See, tell him you did it. Tell him you did it by yourself. Just take take all the credit. I like my dwarves shamed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stand in support, Polly. Uh, continue to the, uh, the tent of the general. All right, you guys dismount then, and you go to the tent. A guard sees you and recognizes you as a priest of the Stonefather and lets you in, but then stops your friends and looks at you. What, what are these? <laughs> these are friends of the clan of Ashbeard, and they go with me. Why? I owe them my life several times over. So, why do they come and speak? Are say, they, that, say that again. Are they coming to throw evidence a little? Sh shut up! <laughs> <laughs> You're not a dwarf. <laughs> are they pledging their lives? Why are they coming in here? I don't know these. These aren't dwarves. Am I talking to the? This is you are not. This okay. is a guard. Right. You're just walking in with a freaking cat and a halfling and a half elf and a weird rat. They've already pledged their lives to a cause. So? So you'll stand aside and let us in. Why? So we, we have business to the north, and we must go through. They don't have business with the general. There's a lot of arguing between yeah. us. Yeah. A angry. lot of talking and not a lot of moving. Yeah, but they sound the same as the last guy, and he was really nice, I That's think. That's true. So That's true. I don't know what There's more chopping. Holy, yeah. <laughs> tell, tell him we're the heroes of the realm. Spread our glory. That's going to open some doors. Some flaps, at least. Some <laughs> flaps. You have ears outside of this mountain, I take it? You know of the heroes of Ren? Make, make a diplomacy oh, okay. roll. Oh boy, here we go again. Actually, no, just make a d20 roll. Oh. <laughs> uh oh, even better. Can I, can I roll hero points on this one? Uh, you can, <laughs> it will be for him. Whoa. It doesn't count. That should be like extra bonus stuff in there. What'd you roll? Uh, I rolled a... What'd you roll? Uh, an eight. An eight. An eight. Okay. So but I want to re-roll that. You are essentially rolling his lore skill. I'm of knowledge of world affairs. Uh, atrociously low is what it is. Okay. Uh, rolling the guards. Yes. I, I like an eight for for <laughs> his for for his. Uh... Never heard of him. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> he's he's not gonna let us in. Or not let you in. No. Can you handle this on your own? We can sneak in. Do you know oh, I, I would not advise that. Don't... don't. No sneaking. No weapons. I didn't say I was not going to hurt anybody. I don't. I see the twinkle in your eye. <laughs> we have to be very respectful here. I can wait outside if it's that big a deal. 
Go do what you need to do, Bali. All right, Bali will go in. All right, you go in. You guys are met by a squat dwarf who blocks the way and does not let you pass his flap. Uh, Bali's going to go on a walk. Okay. <laughs> Southern will grab Bali. <laughs> no. What? I'm just going to walk around. Do not. I don't know if any do, dwarves. Do not cause. I just know Bali and that handsome Do not dwarf. cause problems here. Piercy walks away. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> The Gettysons. I, 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 <laughs> Yo, can't reach him. <laughs> Bali, you are inside. Let, let, let Piercy go, or, or Polite go, go, and just... There's dealers over there. There's mm. blacksmiths. It's good stuff to watch here. All right, Bali, you are inside the general's tent. There is a... A stone table, big stone table that's been erected. There are several maps on there. The general and several of his soldiers are poring over them. The guy at the flap entrance calls in for you and says, um, uh, General Nightbrew, you've got a priest. And a gray-haired dwarf with armor on and his helm at his side. He's got several hammers of different sizes dangling off of him. Looks up and says, I'm General Nightbrew. Oh, priest, we need your healing. We've already talked to the archpriest. We'll have things set up. We'll need you and all the rest of your priests uh, creating some sort of surgery area for the troops. General, I... Uh, you should be with the to... archpriest now. I, I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I travel as emissary, and I show him the little badge I've been traveling with the fans. Okay. I'm no longer uh, in the care of the archpriest anymore. Uh, I do serve and always have uh, King Barracks, uh, but uh, I come with uh, an entourage and we are to go north and deal with a great evil. North into the undead. North into Dakarth. Then you die. He seems nice. <laughs> You've been gone a while then, priest. I know I have been gone a while. And I see the turmoil that's going on here. I've heard of the dangerous, but I didn't think anything would trespass the great doors to the north. Come. And he motions to the table. He points at several uh, sections on his map, takes a big sheet of a map off the way and shows you a vertical drawing of Shadow Hall. It has the three major vertical districts. Uh, so it has the, uh, where it goes, uh, Stonefall at the very top. Then it has Kegview where you were at. And then he points at Sunderforge, the lowest and most prominent district of all of Shadow Hall. And he says, Sunderforge has fallen. What? Never before in all of time has that happened. Uh, how could this have happened at all? The dead continued to pour in and pour in and pushed us back weeks ago. We have lost the king's chambers. We've lost the stone father's temples. We've lost everything down there. How? What? What on earth could have done this? Uh, another dwarf says, Great beasts of the dead, endless corpses, and every dwarf that falls rises soon after. 
I do not believe my ears. I've seen the great iron in, in motion. I've seen it cleave through the worst enemies in history. How could this have happened at all? We are indomitable. What of the others? How did so many get in? The great rift has been trespassed this whole time. I've only been gone for so long. I have my suspicions as to why, but that matters not. Now what we must do is fight back. We must fight back like we've never done before. You said you bring an entourage. What, what assets do you give me? I, I, I bring some of the finest heroes in all of Ren, but they cannot be committed to this as much as I would want them to be. They must. We are to cut to the heart of what is going on here. We seek a great artifact to the north, in the north. Somehow we must find our way past this unseemly army that has invaded. It is the only way that I can see cutting off the enemy, uh, getting through the undead, it's, it's... Tell me of these champions. Uh, <clears throat> we have one of the finest monks we've ever seen from the Towers of the Three Winds. Garyon walked these lands and have faced dragons on his own. This I have seen. I know of Piercy, who is the fine Yusoki, and we know the Yusoki from other tribes around, but this one is so much different. Clever and fast with his blade. There's Sildren, the mighty druid. And of course we know the druids to be crafty, but this one is powerful as well, and I've seen him take on many forms. And then, well, and then, <clears throat> and then we have Palik. She is crafty and probably stealing something as we speak. <laughs> if anyone could ever pick the lock of faith, fate, Cut to you. it would be her. <laughs> but there are others who have not been able to join us. I cannot commit them to anything either. And he would be my by my place now. And what's your name, priest, again? Bully Ashbeard. Ashbeard, do you follow the law of Shadowhall? I have always followed the law of Shadowhall. Then I have some plans for you and your heroes. Let us speak with Lord Mason Lord Holrim and get his approval. Come, continue with these plans. You, you and your heroes with me. And the general walks out with several bodyguards. The rest of you that are outside the flap see the flap open up. A gray-haired, bearded, armed, and armored general come walking out with some Hello. bodyguards. <laughs> uh, Bali quickly in tow behind. Palik, you join the group and may have acquired something while you've been away. Anything you want to have acquired? No, I wanted to... Uh, I was curious about the tailors and what they were up to. Okay. And um, probably, probably didn't like get up to no good All because... Right. 
Uh, she probably respected Bali's wishes. Okay. P- Piercy acquired something. What did Piercy acquire? He'll let you know during prescient planning. Yes, yes, prescient planning feats. It's got to be dwarvish in nature. <laughs> it's a dwarf. <laughs> that could prove handy. He is striding boldly across an avenue and heading towards a very large, wealthy home of a dwarf uh, right now um, and motioning for you to come, Bali. So it went well and we're going to get passage? Uh, walk with me and we'll we'll talk. Things have become far more dire, and the law has been called upon me. Do we have time for this? The law, you say? You brought the law (laughs) on us, man. (laughs) That's not good. The only way I could see to get some assistance was to speak to this general, and he's he's got some plans, he says. But this place is under siege, my home. Now, I've mentioned your names, who you are, and why you're with me, but I don't commit you to any of this. Are are you committed to this? I have to be. Well, let's hear what this is first. And you have my sword. Jesus. (laughs) The owner just starts following the general, just walks away from the group. other people, and my (laughs) They can't help it. They always have (laughs) Did we do it? Oh, I missed it. (laughs) It's part of the stone wall or whatever. You are all then marched into this a rich house that has been commandeered by the leader of this Shadow Hall Dwarven community. Uh, You are brought in. There are more dignitaries in here. There are more Dwarven guards in here. And the general strides right past them all with his guards and comes to a big table again where there is a younger dwarf, still old, but a younger dwarf who is dressed in more... Uh, less armor, less swords and hammers, and more diplomatic attire. Uh, Still rugged and by dwarf standards, uh, but that's who you see. He's got a beard that's braided and with reddish hair. And Bali, you recognize him as Mason Lord Hulrim, the current uh, interim leader of Shadow Hall. Having uh, dealt with the death of King Barracks three years ago, he is uh, the current leader course. You go in and the general says, um, Horim, I bring you uh, a priest who's traveled from afar and I have plans for how we can use him and these uh, heroes. And Horim stands up and says, oh, it's uh, Bali Ashbeard. I recognize you. You've been uh, away from us for some time. I recognize you too, Mason Lord. And Bali gives a curt and standard bow in this particular case. All right. Things have gotten very, very precarious here. We've lost many soldiers and many people. Many lives have been lost. The undead have flooded through Sunderforge down below. So I've heard. But why do we stand here? The general says, we're holding all that we can. 
The arches down below are the only thing keeping us safe for now. And if we are not careful, they will flood through the last span that is protecting us from safety. This is uh, terrible, uh, disastrous. We have lost so much down below and so many good soldiers. So, Holrim, I say we take this priest with his leadership and pious command and these heroes and we spend the next two weeks preparing every man woman and child for battle we arm all that we can with the work that we're doing now with the blacksmithing and armoring and we have these heroes guide our people into battle two weeks from now and we make the greatest stand we ever have in the history of dwarven kind and push back these dead once and for all may i speak whole room says Master lord please i i don't deny that the general has some experience but i disagree with his strategy time is of the essence we must push forward and through, preferably bypass this initial assault. We have to go to the north and cut the enemy off from behind. There are magics at work here that must be interrupted, and me and my friends here, and uh, Bali's kind of shifting in and out to common and whatnot. Okay. Uh, he believes the uh, Mason Lord knows how to speak common, so he shifts a bit in that direction. Um, <clears throat> if you were to wait, the wave of undead will undoubtedly crush everything in here and we will lose all that we love. We have to act now, we have to act fast, and we have to get behind and through. We can't wait. Waiting is death. I've seen all of the garrisons up top and they're not where they should be they're displaced they should all be on the front lines in a glorious representation of king barracks may he rest in peace may he rest in peace and my eggs <laughs> are we doing it again oh i missed it again <laughs> some other guy said it way outside uh yara is just a dick every 10 minutes <laughs> um I understand, Mason Lord, and he draws a little bit closer. All right. I understand your banners are not yet established, and what we do, what we have done, uh, me standing as an emissary, not just to the good king, but to you as well. I know you seek a name. I know you seek uh, a victory, a prize, an achievement. I give you one such achievement to prove that we can do this, that we can go north. And Bali pulls out of his sack the giant dragon's tooth. Okay. And oh, sets it. Chunk. This is the tooth of a champion dragon, no less, that we have defeated in your name. I give this to you as a promise and an oath that we can do this, but we need your help. You wait here and we're all going to die. The general says, there is no waiting. We are preparing for war. 
And if you are true to your name, you will help us in this war by preparing the people that have never fought before. You can still prepare in our absence. Two weeks is enough for this tide to become so great as to wash all kingdoms away. You have little faith in the soldiers that hold the line down below. Use your swaying tongue on the people that need to have courage to fight over the next two weeks instead of trying to sneak your way through. Cleverness will not solve this. Bold strength and the might of the dwarves will solve this. We are Stonekin, all of us. You and those who guard below are all children of the Stonefather. Stone ruds in our, our, our blood. Doing this is the only way to see that we survive. I implore you, Master, uh, not Master, Mason Lord, heed what I have to say. The general, yeah, had some children? No, I thought you raised your hand, right? No. <laughs> That's what the Lord Mason Lord said. <laughs> uh, the general says, you will be killed well before you even get halfway through Sunderforge. There are thousands and thousands of undead pouring through. The Lord Mason speaks. There is a possible way for them to live. They could use the new storm channels and they might pass. And the general says, the storm channel is what caused this to begin with. Bali, you know the storm channel is the Mason Lord's great works project he's spent the last few years working on ever since he's taken over. And it's a way to convert uh, a lot of that uh, water that drops down from the river high above into uh, a lot of power for the entire system and uh, and fresh water with massive huge wide channels and huge aqueducts uh, scattered throughout especially the lower sections of uh, shadow hall okay does it appear he's done speaking on that uh no Polrum says I am of agreement with Ashbeard that if we wait two weeks or even one week, that we will fall. And the general says, then, then that would be foolish, but I would follow your word and then we would strike as soon as able with these champions leading our people as best they can and as dutifully as they can. And Holrum then speaks. Perhaps there's another way you could sneak through or you could finish what we have been un unable to finish. Ashbeard. What is it I would finish? The storm channels, of course. We were nearly complete with them. It does not take much, one final step, and they will be flooded with water, pouring all down into those lower channels. That would wipe out many undead, cut off lots of their reinforcements for several days, and if you've got a good enough breath, might slip you past several of them. 
Uh, Baller looks around to his companions for some confirmation as to the risk. You're the only one speaking English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I, no, no. I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> in the oh. oh, I should have been paying attention. No. <laughs> he was at a stone for Let's do it. That sounds like just the right job for us. This is about water and getting wet. So, sorry, kitty. <laughs> yes? The other path is through the pass um, north of Calavier. That is our other option. That is no option, says the general, hearing you say that. You'd leave us to die instead of leading our people. The objective we seek... Means nothing. Shadow Hall must be held. Should stop the dead. Ah! And therefore, save this city. I don't think there's time for us to go uh, back around and up and through and uh, who knows what other enemy we find up above. We, we can't leave these people. Ollie will never leave the halls in this condition. Very well. He's helped us. He's sacrificed his time. Yes. And, and I believe the Rift Sphere is what will stop the... It, likely stop these creatures and if so, this is a means to getting to the rifts here faster we indeed. can as it the were kill two birds. might even be another i'm only stating the other another object. tower that's creating all of these mason lord command these men and assign them to me give me three days and i will whip them into shape to whip our people into shape and we will fight back these undead and send them back whence they came. I don't think we have uh, three days. I'm not negotiating with a rat. I am Isoki. He's no rat. Of King Feon. They are also my guests to Clan Ashbeard. I would expect a little more courtesy. Hmm. Make a intimidation roll. Oh, okay. With the correct eye? With the correct eye. <laughs> just try a D10, see what happens. Uh, 29. 29. He bites his tongue and glares at you, Bali. Mason Lord Holrim says, I can see both paths. You are strong and knowledgeable, Bali, he says, pointing at the giant tooth in front of him. I see both paths as helpful for Shadow Hall. What do you say? He's looking at Bali? Yeah. I am under the law of Shadow Hall. I would do what you say, but since you've asked, I would go forth with my friends and we would enter the Storm Channel. The general says, that is ridiculous. Holren says, then that is what it would be. Is that a problem, General? The General says, no. I will follow the law as foolish as it is. <laughs> By your leave. And he walks away without being excused and storms out with his bodyguards. 
Um, Maze another Prince Paislin out of this guy, or what? It's just like, ee. Mason Lord Holrim and his uh, entourage are what's left behind. He says, so, so be it then. I can show you my creation. And he gets out a map of his own that has these great drawings of aqueducts. And he says, they flow all the way from the water gate at the top down to the uh, flat gates where we've kept the undead away for decades. They have come through and used sections of the aqueduct to get to various regions and bypass several of our defenses. But there are other sections that are sheer drops that they've not been able to get. But there are even massive areas like Arch Falls with the five spans where winged undead attack our forces. It has definitely gotten dire. The King's Hall has fallen and I have had to retreat here. The uh, Arch Falls, four of the five spans have been completely blocked off. Only one is being defended actively. Uh, 11 of our 12 forges uh, have been swarmed over. So many religious sites that you have protected and been a part of have been swarmed by the undead. Sunderforge, for now, is lost. My recommendation would be put in the last piece here. And he points at the very top of his map. At the very top here is the water gate and is the last piece that is keeping the weight of the water from tearing away this final section. And you see it is a flat, wide channel aqueduct that could fit maybe three wagons side by side. He says, but the final piece does not exist yet. And that final pin put in place would keep that section intact under the weight, under the weight of the water Releasing the water would then flood all of the channels as designed. We would have power, but more importantly, it would wipe out tons of the undead down below and then cut off their reinforcements, as I said. Yaru's going to go ahead and copy that map. What's the final piece that needs to be made? It is a mithril pin. And he shows a drawing. It is a construction that is about four feet long. And you said something about being able to get through with a good breath? Well, there will be water. It would be a dangerous journey. But if the undead are wiped out, that would be your path out the flat gates at the bottom of the mountain, but who knows what's out there in the swamps of Dakarath. You have plans for this mithril pin? The pin, we had several that were being made, but we had to withdraw hastily. The seventh forge, according to the last troops, is still lit although there is no one there, but it has been sealed off. If you can get to the Seventh Forge and finish the crafting of the Mithril Pin and put it in place at the top of the channel, then the water can be unleashed. There are workers there that are trying to do their best to secure the aqueduct at the very top, but they repeatedly tell me it is unsuccessful without the Mithril. 
but they can assist in the final assembly of the aqueduct. Can you craft this item, Ball? Oh, me, I've not touched Mithril ever. We'd need a craftsman. Someone to go along. I will arrange for that to happen then. Then we'll make our way to the Seventh Forged. Uh, Speak with Nabic or Cutter. Bali, you know that name, and it is not a good name. Mm -mm. Make a society or dwarven lore plus two roll. I didn't have dwarven lore, so society. Natural 20. Oh my goodness! You know Nabic very, very well. Uh, Nabic... He's your father! And <laughs> <laughs> you hate him! <laughs> uh, Nabic is a, a craftsman, a smith, who has not done that for many, many years, uh, as he has been blacklisted by the community, as he is a descendant of the Guild of Keys. And the Guild of Keys is a long-forgotten guild uh, that is... Uh, known for dealing with secrets. They were more of an espionage type group generations ago that has faded well out of existence. Uh, but they are known for their trickery, for um, their secret access to different parts of the mountain. And so he has just over the years been blacklisted and he uh, dwarves are all kind of forbidden speaking, not officially forbidden to speaking with him, but no one really speaks with him. Ostracized. Yes. Being appointed by uh, Holden. That uh, probably puts some gravitas behind that. Okay. Would I know where to find this? Uh... The natural 20, you sure do. Okay. Or do I need another natural 20? Mm. <laughs> you got it. In fact, you've been to his house for dinner. <laughs> this is his house. <laughs> How fortunate. Hmm. Okay. Uh... So you know, you know this, you know this orc cutter. I know of him. Uh, it will be an interesting discussion. He's not one we typically talk to. What? Why? Is he a baddie? He's mysterious. Mysterious isn't bad though. Probably doesn't follow all the laws of the mountain. Perfect. <laughs> Just police type. We will take your leave then, Mason Lord, and go after this craftsman. Then your quest, I wish you the best of luck, and by the arms of the Father, you will succeed. By the arms of the Father. You guys head out. Uh, again, if there's any shop or anything you guys need here, any work done, this is the huge chaotic refugee culmination. There's a lot of activity, tons of hammers, tons of equipment and gear, food, uh, provisions. Is there a, um, for lack of a better term in this regard, uh, like a viewing stand to see the lower not, rooms? Not from this area. Not no. from this area. Scenic overview. Yeah. <laughs> as you're outside Bali, you hear your name as a, uh, feminine voice calls out, Bali! Bali, it's you! 
and you look and you see Fosty Ashbeard, your sister-in-law, running up. Well, bless my beard. What, what are you doing here? I thought you were away, traveling. I uh, know. Uh, I'm here uh, bringing drinks to uh, the, to some of the soldiers and some of the people here. And she has two kegs, one over each shoulder. She drops them down. What are you, what are you doing here? Um, I'm just visiting with friends. Then you have to come stay with, with Topper and I. Um, I, I, I will be able to do that. Wait, I won't come be able... this way. Wait. She picks up her kegs. <laughs> So where have you been? And the drinks. Oh, Molly. I was, we don't uh, have time for this. I, yes. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been traveling. Uh, just give me a moment. Uh, and Bolly uh, just travels with her. But All right. Well, bring your friends. What? Come on, she says in common. You're all invited. Uh, I'll be there in a minute. And Pleek wanders off. Okay. As always, you, you catch me off guard, Fosty. Let's go, you, you. She waves to the other three of you. I'm sorry, we're really very busy. Not too busy for the best drinks in all of Varen. Well, okay, I, I won't deny I have some royal lineage as far as brew making goes. If Xanard were here, he'd probably lose his top. Is this the way to the Sunderforge? She said, this is the way to a great dinner. You won't believe how big Hobeth has gotten. Come on. Ollie, do we really have time for this? Uh, no, but certain things have to be allowed in Dwarven tradition. <laughs> for all the for all the darkness and all the damnability of it all, this is probably one bright spot. Uh, and uh, uh, Bali will walk with her for a bit. Where are you nowadays? Children's following. All right. Well, we're in the same spot. They haven't moved us out. You don't want to mess with the drinks. Right. Um, as to why I'm here, uh, I, I, I won't go into all of it. It's lots of emissary stuff. Uh, very, very priestly, but... Uh, and I do like seeing you. She's walking past marching soldiers and a small cart, and she stops at a big door uh, in front of a big building that's been carved out of this rock with big lanterns, glowing light, and it says uh, Ashbeard Brewery on it. And she kicks open the door since her arms are uh, being held open with the kegs and steps on in. This is awfully embarrassing. Topper, look who's here! And a dwarf who looks very similar to Bali comes out, uh, but much more muscular, much more manly, uh, stronger beard, more fuller beard, full head of hair, has a woman. It's like a young version of you. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what it is. He steps out and he says, Oh, it's Bowley, is it? Oh, wow. By the Stone Father's beard, I never would have guessed. And your brother, Topper, comes out and gives you a huge hug, almost like two metal just barrels just clanging into each other. As they hug. It's good to see you, Topper. I see you're keeping the place in fine, fine sorts. You and Sildren were there? Yeah, I came. No Piercy, no Yaru. 
Oh yeah, I'm following. Yeah, Jarvis yeah. Hesitantly, but All right, everyone, you guys can jump in. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, what Palik is there? This is a small little tavern with two tables, and um, the wall behind it's gone. It's just this huge brewery with bats and tons of stuff going. It's going full, full speed right now. Um, it smells chaotically good. There are tons of barrels that are being used and filled, yeah. and uh, Topper is uh, introducing himself. Oh, I'm I'm Topper Ashbeard, and then who might you be? I'm Sildren. Good to meet you. And he gives you a big hug. Do my best to return the hug. All right. And where is Shunka in all of this? Uh, Shunka is before we went into the dwarven. Um, actually, you know, Shunka's here. Yeah, Shunka's just hanging out. Shunka's there. All right. Yeah. He gently pats Shunka twice on the head. Uh, Shunka growls slightly and then just. Bumps him. All right. Fails with that attack. All right. And then piercing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and runs par, par for the course. <laughs> Stops flanking. I am Percy von Skeeton Lieber, guardian we, of the king. We haven't figured out his name either yet. <laughs> and how, how do you know my brother? Um. Uh, well, uh, uh, we fought the battle together. And, uh,. Uh, we, I think we met in a pub. I was a little drunky. Uh, we met in the presence of King Fan. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it was a little and drunky. He was a. He is uh, on his official duties um, in the presence of King Fae on himself. Um, we are uh, have worked for King Fae in the past. But we do bring him. It, this one does still. Um, Helped to bring King Faon back to power, and 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 then have met Bali since then. But enough of that. Oh, you're uh, right. I'm sorry. What about you? I'm so sorry. Yaru has had his hands like inside of his long sleeves for pretty much the entire day. Like while we've been going through this place, has a very serious look on his face ever since the interaction uh, with the young elf uh, that we met in the mountains a couple days ago. Uh, has just been very. Uh, you know, mission focused, uh, you know, kind of as it were. Um, but he, he agrees to I am Yaru, master of the three winds. Uh, a pleasure to meet you. Uh, and how do you know uh, my brother? He came to us when we were in a time of need. He's very strong. Yaru, you are attacked from above and are mercilessly hugged from a young, hairless dwarf boy who tackles you and wraps his arm oh. around your neck. It's a hairless it's dwarf. It's like a hairless beardless, beardless, beardless dwarf. Get this goblin off of me! <laughs> what? He yeah, like, takes his arms like frustratingly out of his robes, looking all cool. Like, oh, look at this kitty! He's, he's the only... I am not a kitty. I am Amuran. I'm cat folk. He's squirreling to try and get a hug again around you. <laughs> you have to, I apologize for the little one. Topper. And I throw him like a ball. All right, you are attacked at the leg level and your ankle is now currently immobilized. You are grappled level one. He's like a spider weasel. Yes, yes, children. So your brother has been very Slim with uh, information about him. No one's ever called him next. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you 
<laughs> Tell us Wally about... is currently tipping away on a brew in the background. How about your brother? Come on in. Let's... stories. Embarrassing stories. Let's have some drinks. Malik, what so are you doing? Much for we don't have time for this. <laughs> we Malik, don't. Uh, Malik well, is going to start traveling amongst the um, the blacksmiths and the other merchants, and is trying to look for like a very, very fancy mithril pin, like a yeah, uh, <laughs> like a, a uh, like a beer stein, or like uh, something that would like very regal and like. Would be make a great gift. Oh, okay. Uh, you can easily find that. The question is, how much money do you want to spend on that? He was thinking five finger discount. No, no, no. no. Uh, what's five? Five gold gonna get me something crazy? Uh, it'll get you something decent. Okay, then let's do let's do twenty gold. That will get you something really good. Yeah. And fifty gold will get you something crazy. Let's do fifty gold. All right, you you have the equivalent of a dwarven pimp chalice <laughs> in Stein form. Can I get a name? Can, can you get a gold you, tooth with that? Can you etch a name in this for me? Yeah, it's etched with "end my ass" on it. Yeah. Just write "pimp" on the uh, number one hole. I, uh, hopefully, this doesn't go bad for me. Can you can you etch the name or cutter into it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the lights go <laughs> The dwarf says, "Why you need that name? We don't, we don't talk about the ore cutters. It's a, this is for a joke. It's a very expensive joke, but I know, yeah, they're terrible people. And uh, my friend uh, Ashbeard, Bali, you know Bali? No. Well." I'm gonna give it to him. It's gonna insult him greatly, and it'll be funny. All right, it's your coin. Yeah. And he starts chiseling away, wincing, and not even looking at the letters he's written. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't really say ore cutter. It's just, yeah. It's one of those Chinese Strip characters salad. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that is being concocted. Back to the Ashbeard Brewery, where the rest of the group has gathered and are drinking with. Uh, Bali hiding more behind his tanger than anything, as Topper says. So there was this grand ceremony, the first ever uh, uh, announcement of the young priest Ashbeard, the first ever in the family, and everyone's gathered around in the ceremony, and the curtain is down, and dwarven curtains are heavy, I tell you. And Bali's been nervous, nervous as all crazy. He even was puking earlier that morning about being finally accepted. What was it, accepted into the embrace of the Stone Father or something like that? That's exactly what it right. was. So he's, he's been puking all day, he's nervous as all heck. Uh, 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 dad and mom and uh, all of us are, are there in attendance. Uh, it's him and one other uh, priest, and I don't remember that young priest puking at all. Seemed pretty calm at the time, huh, huh Bali? Yes, that's right. I was the only one puking. All right, you so told this story six But not he asked. I gotta tell him he asks. So so Bonnie's back there and we're all quiet and there's some music being playing. It's an it's an air organ sound that they do in in the in the little temple thing, and the air air music's playing and we hear one sound as it starts to swell up, and it's the sound of 
and it's behind the curtain, and I know that sound. So I'm grinning from ear to ear. The curtain parts, and out comes the other priest. And he starts saying his little, I swear to the Stonefather business. And then we keep hearing, Roar! and they keep calling for Ashbeard. Roar! Is all we hear. Unbeknownst to everyone, Barley has made a bit of a mess on his robes. And he asks quickly for some help back there to change robes. But they didn't hear it. And they finally get frustrated and part the curtains. And as they do part the curtains, there is a completely nude dwarf ready to take his most important day ever acceptance. I, I still had my beard. It wasn't entirely indecent. <laughs> that was the only fuzzy bit. The rest was pink and shining. <laughs> and I'll never let you forget your acceptance into the Stonefather's embrace, nude as the day you came in. It's, uh, it's, some say that's the way it should be, too. <laughs> and he swears he's never puked since, but I don't know if that's true. Is that true? It's, uh, I, I think it's how I gained my tolerance skill in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fortitude of plus 23. <laughs> and you guys drink, and, uh, the conversation turns to a little more somber, and Topper says, Yeah, things have gotten real bad here. Uh, just everyone's uh, fled Sunderforge. Most of the people have been uh, uh, kicked out. Their houses taken over by the soldiers and the priesthood. And uh, been, everyone's been displaced. It's been really dire, Bali. We've been trying to keep spirits light by passing spirits around. Yeah, well, me and my friends just got back from the Mason Lord himself. Uh, and we're going to be trying to deal with just this. The undead. There is a plan to do and deal with that. But first we have to see someone. Oh, it was very nice to come and meet you and uh, see Fosty again. And I'm glad she's doing well. I'm glad you're looking after her. But as you say, times are dire. And we need to find someone... I know you don't like the name. I know no one does. But we're looking for one of the ore cutters. One of the ore cutters? I know. I didn't want to hear that name. We have to because this may be the only chance to actually stem the tide. They know their craft. There's no denying that. And their work in their secret ways seems to help. I can't explain all of the reasonings behind it, but there's no doubt about the skill. And we need the skill to do this. I... I... I still remember the days when you said you were going to be important. You were going to be big. And I knew... I knew that you... You were a prominent priest, and you got assigned to that... That big, uh... uh, uh diplomatic trip out west to Navarre, but... To be speaking with Horim and being on some quest, uh, I'm impressed, brother, that you've come this far. You said you wanted to be important. Well, you also said you wanted to be a sailor boy at one point and also to be a bigly ball champion, but you did say to be important one day, and here you are. I do enjoy bigly ball. <laughs> yeah, I'll always have a love for the game. 
Semi-pro. <laughs> Solo game, but still, he's semi-pro. <laughs> you have many people that you talk to. I know you know their orders are. I wouldn't have come to ask you, but Fosti brought us in. Here we are. Stonefather's hand on all that we do. I'll take you to where he's at, but I'm not going inside or talking to him or seeing him. I'm not asking that. Taking us is enough. Then I'll take you in the morning. We'll get you some nice, cozy places to rest. I'd like to go now. All right. Then we go now. You see him getting much more serious now that you've said that. Fossi, I've got to take Bali on a trip with his friends for a little bit. We'll be back in about an hour. All right, Yaru, make an athletics check 25 or higher yeah, to pry yourself say, loose. I was say, I'm pulling a child off of my leg real quick. Yeah, bring it with us. You said athletics? Uh huh, 25 or higher. Athletics, that is. Ooh, that's a 36. 36? That's a critical hit. You describe how you take this enemy down. <laughs> oh, get a uh, piercing? <laughs> no, I. I teleport up into the air to the chandelier that he was dangling from with him attached to me still because right. he's light enough that I can still that I can uh, pull that off and I leave him there and I just fall down <laughs> thank you yes fur is kind of like a beard all over my body yes I get it and then right. I run out you I run, run out, out before you can leave off I run out leave like, like an astral projection of myself burning every focus point possible <laughs> to avoid him uh, you guys all leave. You catch up with Palik, who has... I feel like Palik was outside waiting for him. Okay. Sitting on a small barrel of beer that eh, she absconded with somehow. All right. <laughs> Bali, Bali. Get this bear. Bring this barrel to your, your, your friend. To my friend? Well, to, to, to the, this other dwarf we're going to go see. Oh... Well, he's probably not your friend. I don't know. Well, but bring, uh, it, bring, bring it as a gift for him. We'll, uh, we'll bring it along. If we're going to do this, let's do this now. Uh, Bali picks up the... Where'd handsome Bali come from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, and he... No, no, no. Let's wait a moment here. Dude, talk, please. <laughs> Quickly, it's coming. <laughs> And he walks down through several different uh, nooks and crannies of stone, equivalent of back alleys in this carved district of Shadow uh, Hall, uh, past more ornate drawings that are old and uh, into a uh, very narrow side alley. And he points down there to a lone door at the far end. It's dark and hard to see. I think though all of you have some uh, low light, at least equivalent vision, so you can mm -hmm. make it out. He says, uh, that, that's who you want, Bali. Right. And I assume I lied to Fosti, and uh, we won't be seeing you anytime soon. You take good care of her? You all take good care of my brother, then. Keep him alive. Or you'll, he, you'll, he, you'll have hell to pay from, from the likes of Hobeth. He keeps us alive. Bali clasps arms and... Wishes his brother farewell. It was nice meeting you, handsome Bali. He smiles <laughs> and uh, handsome Bolly, I've had some he gives you a hug again 
and says, uh, good luck, brother, and uh, come back to us. And uh, he parts with uh, Ithorgard's names. Be always on your mind. And he leaves. You guys head down this small little alleyway, and we will take our break there. We'll be back in about 10 or 15 minutes. It's Bullyk, your favorite sneaky halfling. Get your ass over to patreon.com slash ingloriousbards. You will get to see little old me and uh, all the other dudes. But mostly me. We have so many extras that will explode your mind. You approach and knock upon a small iron door in this small alleyway deep in the mountains. Um, of the Shadowhome Dwarven community. You wait a long time and then you hear a lock, which is rare. There are very few personal locks on doors. Dwarves, there's not a lot of thievery. I guess the only thief in all of it is standing next to his police. Uh, so there's a lock undone. And then the door grinds, grating on the uh, metal on stone floor, just rubs against the stone. You can see a cut in the stone where it's been opened many times before. And you see a thin-haired, thin-bearded, frazzled-looking dwarf uh, standing there in the dim light of his little home cut into the mountain. And he says, What, what is it? What do you want? Speak. I'm looking for Nabik. I'm Nabik. I'm Bolly. I want to talk to you. About what? Mason, uh, <clears throat> Mason Lord Hallerim. Ah, uh, what does he know? I'm not leaving. I told him before. No leaving. You're not leaving. But you are helping. That's what I said. I'm not leaving. Yes. You're helping. We have a place to go. We need your skills. Are you going to let us in or do we have to stand in here? All right, come in. Don't have to be rude about it. And he opens the door and lets you into his place. It is a very small place with small furniture by dwarven standards. So it's even to some of you, particularly Sildren, it's like doing a teacher parent conference at a kindergarten. Awesome. Uh, knees up to your chest as you sit in the stone chair. Uh, it's very dark. It smells of burnt food and uh, he has tr uh, garbage and stuff. He kicks out of the way some weird metal uh, shackles and pins that he's on some project. He just kicks out of the way and clatters across the room. Mm. And charming place. <laughs> or thanks. Have a sheet where you can find it. Some of you on the ground. Mm-hmm. And he drags in a bed from the only other room and just screech, screeching noise across the floor. And he drags the bed next to this uh, table and chairs you guys are sitting on. And then he sits on the bed himself. Molly, give him, give him the beers. Oh, uh, right. Uh, it's, 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 it's a gift. <laughs> puts the, puts the beers down for Nabik. Seems like you're trying to butter me up for something. You, you've been 
conscripted, if anything. Make a diplomacy minus three roll, please. Uh, uh what is that? Thirty. Total of thirty. Minus three. Thirty. Wow. Well, I'll take a I'll take a good butter in any days. Leek wants to hold on. I'm gonna drink, and he starts drinking. <laughs> go, 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 right out of the barrel. That's fine. Leek wants to interject in uh, thief to thief. Uh huh. She wants to. She's gonna have a piece of chalk, and she wants to do like an etch, not an etching, but like a quick, like kind of like a like a thieves can't which i don't think is like a part of pathfinder but like something not. that would like he would recognize like in like kind of like maybe like a like an underworld or like a make a society 33 role and such a thing exists that you know about okay the natural 20. <laughs> he just pulls out. You have designed a new thieving language for the campaign. Okay, perfect. <laughs> that this dwarf happens yeah. to know. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I want to do that. And then out of the bag of holding, um, which uh, she has this big stein that's like the size of his head. Uh, but she uh, last episode acquired some uh, pink silk. She would have wrapped this stein in that and made it look All right. very nice and presentable and just push it towards him as he's guzzling this beer out of the stein. This might make that a little easier. Watch, watch this. This looks great. Oh, thank you so much. That's how you butter someone, he says, punching Bali for one point of bludgeoning damage. I'll, I'll, I'll mark that in just a bit. Did you steal that? No, I told you I wouldn't steal. I stole the beer. But has I your told name you I wouldn't steal. <laughs> I stole this now. <laughs> it has your name on it, so I figured it was owed to you. That's amazing. Uh, Bolly takes one point of damage. How about that point of damage? Yeah, don't forget. <laughs> he pours the beer into the uh, chalice and says, uh, I hear it here, drink, and politely hands it to the Yasoki in the group. Is that good to drink? Is okay to drink? It tastes it's, it's, good to me. Yeah. And you see his slobber on there. And... Very well. Right. Tastes a little dwarfy, but it's good. And the chalice is amazing and has his name on it. And he looks at it again. Such a fine gift. This must be really bad then. What do you need? <laughs> we need. You started it. <laughs> we need your expertise. One of your expertise. I don't think that's a word, but we're going to roll a natural 20 and it will be. <laughs> I roll. We need to get down to the, the Seventh Forge. Seventh Forge? Why Why would you ever need that? It's crawling with, with nasties. We need a mithril. Crawling, I say. We need a mithril pin. Crawling. We need a mithril pin. We heard you can make one. You heard I'm the best there is, huh? That's right. That's why we got this fine gift for you. Ah. 
would I be killed? No, not with us. Each one of us will swear to protect you. You're some real tough ombre marines then, huh? <laughs> you can guarantee my safety. Damn straight we can. All right, I'm in. And he pulls the plastic card from aliens. <laughs> you want me to make you a, a misrule pin? Unless you know of a different way or somewhere else to do it, we have to get to the seventh forge to do it. It's what? the only forge that's still lit. So I was going to ask. Uh, what's in it for me? Beyond this. What do you want? I want... Savior of the Dwarven Kingdom? Sounds pretty good, actually. Doesn't it? <laughs> Sounds real good. He's becoming Bogart now. <laughs> Maybe not today. Maybe not, <laughs> Maybe not tomorrow. Soon. For the rest of your life. You know, you know the danger and the dire straits that your people here are in. Now imagine saving them from it. I like it. I like it a lot. If we can get that ore cutter on the lips of every dwarf. I like that even more. We can get that pin, and we can open the gates. We'll flood those or those God. undead. Or or <laughs> we'll flood the undead right out of here. I can, I can do it. Not only that, I can get us to that forge. Because I know some secrets. That's why we came to you. I know you know some secrets. Some secrets. He knows what I'm talking he about, the Ashoki! He pulls the barrel back a bit. <laughs> I can stop any sight I watch. <laughs> Murphle. I can make Murphle. <laughs> there's there's Pash. My my peoples know about making ways through through corridors that aren't supposed to be. I know those ways. We have a little time to waste. Well, I hope we have a little. I want to drink some more. Have as much as you want. You can bring it with you. No, I travel light and fast. Hope you can keep up. Oh. <laughs> laugh from children. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll try. <laughs> he said, well then, let me take one last sip. And he takes a huge glug. Uh, glug 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 of the drink and then goes and gets a hammer and some pants on. Did I not mention he did not have pants on? <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and says, alright, I'm ready to go. And they will chant the name or cutter after this. We'll be heroes. Indeed. We will. If we live. Come on, let's go. Wait, watch <laughs> And you guys head out and he leads the way follow me and then and i'll get you to to the seventh forge and he starts marching you guys are immediately taken out into some main thoroughfares and get some odd looks from people as you are already weird outsiders and the only non-dwarves you've seen in this entire community and now you're being led by nabek or cutter you travel down out of a main thoroughfare, not too far away from the uh, Holrim's 
commandeered uh, domicile and down a side passage. And then there's a door that he opens up with a small key. And down that door is a spiral staircase that's very tight with very narrow stairs that is particularly hard for Sildren and Shunka uh, to get down. Uh, But you manage. And who's going first? He is going first. Who's going second? Puleek will be right behind him. All right. And who is in the rear? Yaru. You're in the rear. He goes down this spiral staircase, and it goes and goes and goes. Uh, those of you with low light vision cannot see and need some sort of light as all the light disappears after some point. Sildren uh, takes care of that. How so? With his wayfinder. With his wayfinder watch, mm-hmm. which eliminates light. You can see endless steps, again, tight. Your shoulders, some of you are almost just rubbing up against the sides as you go down these spirals. And he is keeping it pretty dim. Um, like just enough light for us to use low light vision, basically. Okay. Um, so that we're not like you know a blazing light in the in the darkness, as it were. Right, because who wouldn't want twenty twenty vision when you can have like ten ten? Yeah. Um, <laughs> or alert every undead in the area that you're coming by. Um, right. heading down, he says in more hushed voices. This will, uh, this will open us up into the Arch Falls. And then we gotta make our way across the second span. Second span. Why are you laughing at me, Halfling? No laughing. I'm familiar with C-span. I get, I get, I get, when I'm nervous, I get a little giddy. Why are you nervous? You're supposed to be the heroes. We are the heroes, but still get nervous when... You know, there's danger out there. Uh, you're not inspiring uh, old Orc Carter here. We are the champions, you my wait, friend. You wait. If we, if I have to use my sword, that'll be all the confidence you need. And my axe? Did I miss it? <laughs> <laughs> you missed it. I, I never get invited always... to those. <laughs> that was my one chance. Uh, he walks down and comes to another door where he inserts a key and there's a click. And he carefully pries open the door. And you can hear some distant sounds of battle and cries of dwarves. Ooh. Hold that side! And some fighting and, well, okay, you're good! And some clangs of metal and some un- distant undead. My axe! No! <laughs> and he leads you out. You pass into a large chamber that was formerly dealing with uh, storage of uh, food for religious ceremonies, you recognize Bali, but has now been turned into an infirmary when you see there are several priests of your faith dealing with wounded, uh, probably about 20 different wounded dwarves with about five priests are here casting different heals and judging who to heal and when uh, they're try and remain strong and stout but you can see they're in pain some are badly clawed some are missing uh, a limb a leg here an arm there and um, you get a accosted by one of the priests who stops uh, or cutter what's what's going on here an or cutter says we're more passion true no you're not not you this one is with me I know the or cutter name in maybe deserving but for now, he's on uh, King's business. He looks at you and says, uh, I know you, you're, you're... Ashbeard. Ashbeard, you should be here helping us. I am helping everyone, and so is he. The arch, the archpriest has declared all priests should be here helping in the infirmary. I'm under the law, but I don't live in the mountain. 
How does that work? <laughs> if you knew, you'd be in my position. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Make a diplomacy plus four, please. Uh, 30, 31. 31. Well, how can we help? <clears throat> Get out of our way and let us pass. We're going through here. You keep on with your healings. I won't ask any more of you other than that you continue serving Thorgard. Nonsense! And he gets close and does a shoulder grasp of power spell upon you, Bali, uh, and he increases your magic a bit, and all your heals will give plus two hit points as you are infused with the power of your god from him. Fantastic. Wow. By um, the arms of the Father, good luck in your quest! Bali, is he better than you? Is he no, a better priest? <laughs> Hey, old father, you want to hit me with a little juice? You want to <laughs> <laughs> jazz me up? <laughs> We're all equal in the eyes of Thorgard. <laughs> Some of us are more equal than others. <laughs> you guys are led by <clears throat> Orc Cutter out into a huge, long, wide chamber. It is... Jeez, it is maybe an eighth of a mile across and at least a mile wide. You are on a, a road slash balcony slash shelf on one side. There's a duplicate on eighth of a mile on the other side. Crossing it are five huge arches of stone of massive and crazy ornate construction. Beneath this section is glowing red as tons of liquid hot magma. Um, huge, huge river down below flowing um, easily 800 feet down below, but still the light rises up. Um, you know, Bali, that a part of this down below does fuel the forges that are still some distance down below. You still have quite some distance still to go. These five arches that cross Arches one, two, four, and five have been either destroyed with huge sections cut away and damaged, or they've been built up with so much stone and rubble and debris uh, that they're, it's uh, nigh impossible to cross with several uh, dwarven soldiers on your side guarding them. The middle, though, is wide open uh, for possible travel back and forth, and it is the battleground of the... Uh, the arch, the arches here. It is a battleground with uh, of, of arch falls where you've got several dozen dwarves fighting in various lines. They can uh, against a huge mass of skeletons and zombies on the other side. Uh, they are clashing. There's old uh, undead weapons shattering against dwarven shields. Dwarves are hacking and hacking. And then you hear, as you're seeing this, you hear a uh, fallback! And the dwarves up front fall back, passing perfectly through the other dwarves who then, then move forward and take that position, trying not to lose any ground. And there's like four or five different ranks of these dwarves with the farthest rank just chilling back close to your end of the span, uh, catching their breath, drinking, eating, uh, patching up. Uh, it's quite a determined uh, bit of battle going on. Uh, so, sounds of clashing, sounds of battle. You can see on the other side there are also 
uh, other chambers that spilled into this, just like you did, like major thoroughfares the dwarf would use to get into this area. And from those, there are tons of undead just slowly shambling out onto their span and then coming uh, into that middle third uh, span area. Um, probably 200 different undead. Skeletons, zombies, you can see some more nastiest looking figures, some slightly shimmering ghost-like figures. Um, does not look pleasant whatsoever. Nabek, don't tell me we have to go through that. You got a secret passage, right? You get your little key out, get us through. You said you were the champions to, to save us all. And you said you had a secret way to get us it. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> We don't have time. I mean, we are the champions. I'm the greatest swordsman that's ever lived. That's a second. Swords person. <laughs> but we don't have time to screw around. Right. So you got a, you got a way through, right? I've got, yes. Oh, this way to the the, the, the second span. Okay. Uh, quick question for you. Cantrip says heightened seventh. The it, I'm having seventh level spells. I get that. For free. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. So if, as long as I'm within, thir if we get within 30 feet of the undead at any point in time, I'm just disrupting undead. It's a cantrip. Six. Oh. And I think this is a typo. I hope not. But it says 6D60. Um, I'm assuming that's probably 66. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. So just. That's a big Did you pull it out? <laughs> that would be a 60-sided die then. Mm -hmm. Six of them. <laughs> Six of them. <laughs> Which would be massive. Uh, all right. He starts making his way over towards the second span. So we're just going pew, pew, pew. <laughs> a dwarven soldier, a lieutenant, strides forward to your group. How many people are going to stop us today? And says, Stop there! <laughs> what do you think you're doing? You can't be here. Why not? It's the dead. This is the battle. Get, yeah. get back up there. We're we're on king's business. What do you care if we the go to our death? Dead. But the king is dead. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> 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 But the king. What do, you, what do you care if we go to our death? It's my job to keep people alive. And it's our job to keep you alive. What the hell are you talking about? Get out of here! We're down here on Mason Lord's orders. We're on a mission from the Stone Father. A mission from God. Does he respond in any way? To With that, that, sure. Make a diplomacy minus two. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're back to not being able to speak to these people. Right? <laughs> you want to talk? That's a natural 20. Oh! <laughs> you give me your rank. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so sorry. Yes, whatever you need. We're holding them here. You can join in one of the lines. We can certainly use your help. We appreciate it. <laughs> we need a fast now, Stone pass. Cutter, do we have a way or don't we? We need to make it past these. Or cutter. Or cutter. Or cutter. Or cutter. He's got a way. Yes, I've got it. Wait, we're doing our span too. Yeah. Uh, the soldier says, uh, yeah, we can we can help give you as much protection on span two as we can. We've been blocked it off, but I'll send extra men there now. Do we need extra men or cutter? I don't know. <laughs> I think we're fine. Uh, I'm going to do some warfare lore and determine is that something that we actually need. Roll it. Oh, let's see. 
That is with Warfare Lord 27. 27! Uh, yeah, it's increased damage by 1d6 so, uh, for initial combat. Thank you. Um, range 30 feet. Got. Uh, what was your number again? 27. 27. You don't think it... it uh, you will need their help for sure because there are... Although the undead are not... flood, They're flooding into span 3. They are passing by 2 and will certainly see you attempting to cross. Okay. So that's what I will convey. Uh, we'll need your help to distract them away from us while we make our way through. Oh, I'll, I'll have uh, half a dozen of our best men lead the, lead the way. Okay. We're ready. All right. Half a dozen dwarven soldiers suit up and they get their armor on. They get their shields. They look tired, but still ready for battle. And they approach uh, the span two. There's a couple guards on the other side of this broken rubble. Essentially, uh, every bit of stone they could pull out or fall in, they've just crammed onto this bridge uh, about halfway. Now, about maybe a third of the way through on your side to create this mound. There's a couple dwarven guards there that look confused as six badass dwarves lead the way with... Six uh, Motley, Motley crew-looking crew <laughs> group uh, behind them, and the uh, the lieutenant guy says, uh, "We're coming through. We're fighting across span two. And they clamber up slowly, and they've got some chains that are uh, pitoned or hooked up at the top, so they can get up easily where the undead cannot. And they clamber up the top. There is one skeleton that has just finally reached the top, which they easily hack apart. And then they start coming down the other side, uh, which is, uh, and they drag a chain behind them so they can get back up. And you guys all follow, I'm assuming in the same order as described yeah. earlier. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, no, 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 I'll put a, uh, I'll put or cutter behind me. He's okay. not in front. All right. Um, as you do so, all of you make perception rolls. 40. Oh. It's natural one. Uh, what did anyone 41. Spare hero point? I'm going to use Dang. two otherwise. You don't need to. For a natural one? No, you don't need to. Okay. You, yeah. you got it's a 40 a, a and a 41. It's a group, yeah, group roll. Yeah, you don't oh, need cool. to use it. It just means you're not going to see something. Cool. Okay. Somebody else will. So we had a 40 and a 41 as our highest? Uh, I have a 40 myself. All right. Palik, you hear it first. You hear a raspy screech you might recognize make a nature or a cult roll with plus two. 25. You don't recognize it, and a 40s can also make the same roll. Nature or a cult plus two. Uh, nature plus two will leave me at a 30. Roll. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying with. Oh, you made it. Oh, we have a natural 20 over here. <laughs> oh, okay. shit. Bali's finally realizing <laughs> where he's at. Yes, <laughs> got my center. Bali, you recognize that sound as the sound of a wyvern or wyvern. You have dealt with those long ago on the King's Bar. Well, not Bali, but Bali. the group has long yeah, ago on the King's Barge. How did a wyvern get down here? A what? A wyvern! A wyvern? A wyvern! Down here it's wyvern! And Palik points, Bali, you point as you call it out, and you can see uh, off in the distance, flying high above this 
huge uh, ex expanse is underground expanse is a skeletal undead wyvern flying through the sky undead. and screeching. That can't be good. It is uh, mostly bone with little bits of leathery hide and organs trailing and flapping in the wind beneath its bony uh, ribs. This is not good. How does it achieve lift? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Bernoulli has the. <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, it's got some flaps. Bleak on the uh, uh, motions to the soldier that's right in front of Revy. Have, have you seen that before? That's uh, the, the stuff made of nightmares. Soldier says, "Yeah, yeah, we've seen it a couple times. This isn't good. Not good." I would agree. Uh, all of you are now on the other side of the rubble. It will be quite some effort to get back up, and there is only one chain to get back up. Um, you are now all on the other side. The soldier says, uh, here, here they come. And you can see about seven skeletons, six skeletons, one zombie now uh, shambling on your span on the other side. So it'll be uh, several minutes before you even meet. Um, but the soldiers then form a solid line of six in front of you. They have weapons out and he's just uh, uh, cheering, cheering them on. You know, we've got this. We can hold it and we'll punch right on through. Lord Cutter, where do we need to go? Can we get by these? Yeah, we're gonna keep going and then we're gonna stop. Okay, tell us when to stop. Stay right behind me. Right behind you. And he gives you a little pinch on the hip. Um, that's <laughs> not appreciated, but yeah. Stay behind me, don't be creepy. <laughs> right behind you. And he gives you, a little, he gives you a little pat as well now. Hey. <laughs> Listen, guy, we're gonna well, keep our hands to ourselves. <laughs> Did you ever wonder how we got the bad name? <laughs> no! <laughs> okay. Uh, that got we're gonna weird. be cutting some arms of ourselves <laughs> if you don't stop, buddy. Okay. Maybe this episode's gonna be titled here. Consent. Maybach <laughs> 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 Jesus. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh. we'll fall. Polik will be right behind the soldiers. All right. Maybach didn't kill himself. <laughs> The soldiers march forward, and you can see there are now seven of those undead, and there's another 12 behind that are coming in piecemeal behind them. So that's total seven. In pieces? 19. Okay. Um, not in pieces. Um, and But the first group of seven are they're going to hit first. The soldiers start picking up speed and start charging in. Uh, Palik, looking to the right, can see the flying wyvern has changed course from its original attack upon the third span and is heading towards the second span and is swooping down with great speed towards the lot of them. How far do we need to go, Maybach? Oh, sure. It's going to be a bit past, past where the doors are. Okay, stay behind me. How, uh, so this thing's seen us. It's heading towards us. Yes. How far away is it? Uh, maybe three, four hundred feet and closing fast. Okay. Has it been pointed out to Yaru at this point? Sure. My natural one. Sure. <laughs> All right, it's sweeping in and closing in fast, 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 fast. Yeah. Soldier, do you have some range you want to call out or wait to? Uh, Maybe. Um, I mean, I guess at 120. Um, 120, what are you doing? I'm going to disrupt undead on it. It's 30 foot range on disrupt undead. Oh, you son of a bitch. It is. Um, it's right. screeching. Here's the un, un, unholsters some. Oh, for sure. Un, takes a sword out oh, and then runs and joins like 
gets on the end oh. of that line of six soldiers. soldiers. All right. I mean, it sounds like we have a little bit of time. Soldier's just going to pop up the bow and give a shot. Okay, make a shot. I haven't used this in a really long time. Um, that will be a plus 21 so 39 39 to hit mm -hmm. uh is a hit wow Shoot. Your arrow goes is flying. it a critical uh 39 no uh so it's gonna be five points of damage Big five Shoot. you do get a hit okay uh, i mean i'll keep firing as long as i can okay hold off on that anyone okay. else i have piercy and sildren doing things uh, I can fire off a searing light. Uh, kind of dust and rubble. There's a lot of stones uh, around us. Will start to swirl into a weird motion within 30 feet of us. Searing light should uh, be 120. As I enter my wild wind stance. Okay. It's default. Uh, Christian. Just 120 for anything. My hands are still like inside of my cape, but everything starts to. That's cool. Rustle. My fur starts to flow Rustle. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but only mine. Polique's hanging back with. Uh, I mean, she's she's ready, but she's she's not like joining the fray right. of the soldiers or anything. Stay close, Slash. I got gotcha. you. You stay close. Don't you touch me again, though. He I says. He says I'll stay very close. Oh. He whispers into your ear. Has Sildren seen any other spellcast? Oh. Yeah, any other inappropriate <laughs> behavior that he needs to uh, document? Um, any other spellcast like? Like uh, undead, like any spells, any other flying creatures. Make a perception roll. Uh, I rolled a three. I am going to use a hero point for this because it's actually kind of important to me. Um, a thirty total. With a total of thirty, you look across a decent distance to the third span where there's a slow-moving, just massive undead that are constantly pushing against the dwarves on the third span where you do see a figure there, a robed figure who is standing in the middle of the dead that just passed over him as he is looking directly at you, Sildren. And he, how far away is he? Uh, probably 800, 800, 900 feet away. Okay. And he immediately closes that distance with a ghostly form and transports his visage to right before you. And shoo, there is a skeletal creature standing before you that you immediately recognize as a lich. <laughs> and it's a ghostly form and it immediately speaks to you. Uh huh. And it says, Master Scordrenar warned me of you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a true hero. <laughs> Charlie Brown. Again. <laughs> the dwarves cannot stand forever. An army of the dead would never cease its battles. Any plans you have will fail, defenders of the realm. Be gone, creature. He, he says, so be it. Before I go, you will know my master has taken away all quarter given to you. But he does offer one gift to these dwarves if you have any feelings of protection towards them. Would you care to hear the offer? Sildren. 
No. All right. <laughs> and he fades and snaps back, and he his face disappears, his ghostly form. You can still see him hundreds of feet away, just staring at you from across the way. Um. Okay, so all three of these spans are being overrun, like... There are five spans. You were mm-hmm. on span two, and uh, the span three is where the major battle's going on with the Lich. Okay. Um, they're about 800, 900 feet apart between each span. Are we, in, are we moving on, or are we going to try and do something about this? The main fight on span two is with the seven attackers, six dwarves and one Yasoki, as you guys start engaging skeletons. Uh, go ahead and do a quick triple attack. Uh, Piercy, please. You said you was were that, helping out. Wyvern, was it... Uh... Within 120 feet? Yeah, you can roll in just a second. Let's do okay. Piercy first. Mm-hmm. Actually, you can go ahead and make your roll. So the first is a 44. Whoa. Then a 33. Okay. And a natural 20. All right. Not a single <laughs> blow is dealt by any of the dwarves as Piercy, you immediately dispatch all of the skeletons and the zombie by just stepping in briefly and shooting, dodging here and stepping there. And then you kill them all and then maybe say, after you. No, then I say, after me. <laughs> and you destroy all of them. And the dwarves all just kind of look at each other in silence. <laughs> and then they go, you're. <laughs> and then they start charging into the more of the undead that are slowly coming on to the second span. And you've easily cut some distance. And then you hear in your ear, Polik, just a little more, little more. Let's go. Keep going. Don't stop. I'm not stopping. Let's go. And there was Almost a there. There was a <laughs> searing light. There was a searing light, um, Bali. Yes. Um, uh, uh, spells prepared DC 32. Is that what I'm starting with? It's no. your spell attack modifier. Bring up your sheet as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and write this. Write these numbers down. That can be hard to find on the printed character sheet. Yeah. Um, we're going to class. We're going to Bali. It's called. What level is Searing Light normally? One? Third. Uh, third. Third. Okay. Second. Oops. Fourth. Or fourth, maybe. Searing light. Should be third. And got it. Searing yeah, it's light third. is plus 22. Uh, plus 22. So that'd Silver's be a 31 same, right? for that hit. What did you get? 31. 31 is a miss. 31's a miss. The light goes, uh, searing light goes blasting past the wyvern and it comes sweeping in towards. Sildren and Bali. Uh, Yaru, you were doing some range stuff with your wind sweeping, yes? Uh, the uh, range is for when it gets within 30 feet of us, and that does mean within any direction above sure. side. Uh, All right, then you are in a defensive stance. It comes sweeping in, and we will let you do a essentially a ready action to interrupt yes. it. And it is going to do some um, attacks on your buddies, but you get to go first. <laughs> and then what is it? It's strafing. Strafing the group. Okay, uh, so I'm going to do a... Uh, a essentially a key strike wind crash strike so i'm gonna combine a uh, ranged strike as soon as it gets within i'm just gonna do essentially like a uh, backflip in the air and it's gonna send a gust of wind flying and hopefully knock this guy uh, so the key strike is a plus one and um, the key strike can be done with a flurry as well i believe right uh i believe it can let me uh, check my notes here flurry of blows yep so this will be just my first action attack. 
plus 26. Ooh, that's a uh, 31. 31 is a whiff. Is a whiff. Okay, second attack, flurry of blows. Oh, even worse is 25. All right, double backflip misses. You the still have two, a second misses. action now. Second action will be... Uh, I'm going to... Piercy took care of every other enemy. You're or? behind the front lines protecting your friends right now from hmm. the side attack. Okay. Um, let's do a third action. I have a skill called Quick Jump, uh, which is essentially I can use high jump and long jump as a single action instead of two jumps. I also have an ability called Wind Jump. I don't really want to cast it, but with... And I'm a cat. I just want to combine all of these skills to jump really high in the air with the single action. And uh, if it's a grapple, I'll grapple it. But I want to climb onto the wyvern. Okay. Domestic make, cats are a huge threat to birds. Make a, uh, <laughs> make an athletics roll as Yaru leaps straight up into the air as it comes to attack Bali and Sildren. Whee! Oh, I'm gonna use a hero point to roll that three. Right there, it's horrible. Yeah, let's use a different one. Let's use the golden die. With a three. Oh. <laughs> it's a 23. A 23. With a 23, oh, you leap and miss. But favorites. that was actually your second action. You can do it one more time if you want. Uh, I will attempt that, yes. All right. Is there a penalty? Nope. Uh, 25. 25 Just. is no, not enough. You no, leap and I, you leap. You jump over like it or crazy. something. Yeah. Uh, it goes sweeping by and it attacks uh, you each of you guys once. Uh, Sildren, its claws lash out at you with a 43 to hit. Yep. 43 is just a regular hit. All right. Nice. Nice armor to prevent the critical. Uh, you take 28 points of... Uh, Correction. Yeah, 28 points. Oh, nope. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was too much. You take 22 points of slashing damage, and then a tail lashes out at you, Bali, before it flies off with, oh, a 22 to hit. And misses entirely and flies right on by <laughs> and is starting its turn and is going to be looping back in. Can I, I have land on my feet? is flying away? Well, hold on. You guys did first, then it came in. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just going to say, I have land on my feet, so I'll just land. Okay. I <laughs> Great. Um, up front, Piercy, you and the dwarves, they are now charging past you and running headlong in and smashing into the one-by-one uh, one undead uh, and hacking it down and pushing on to the next one and trying to just really push across this bridge. You're not sure how that's going to work once you get to the end because there's several dozens of undead there and more uh, pouring out into that uh, side. But that's where we need to go. Yep. Um, Bali cries out, Are you an easy target? And does uh, some Bonmo okay. with that. Um, that's what? Uh, diplomacy? Yep. 40. 40 against some poor skeleton of a head exactly. is a critical success. Yes. Except... Mm, I don't think what? so. Why? Um, doesn't Bon Mo require... Uh, isn't that a mental effect? It's a will. Does it have the mental keyword? Uh, let me look. You know what I mean? Oh, it does! And I think the undead have... Uh, let me double check, because that's something that's come up before. Uh, I'm just going to 
double check real fast. Let's go skeleton. And it has resistances, mental, immune okay. to mental effects. Never mind. Okay. Um, but that, by the way, is a great way to use that ability. Do it on some poor little dude exactly. and then trigger it. Finally figuring that out. <laughs> Level 13. Um, uh, did, uh, did, did Percy at all see the, wy the wyvern, what the wyvern just did? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, um, he turns around towards the groom and says, uh, This away! And begins to run with the dwarves. Okay. Is that the way we need to go? further down this no. man. Oh, you're saying it to him? Yeah. Just a little more further. That way? Straight ahead. I'll let you know when we're there. Okay. And, uh, I'll... We'll, the two of us will head that way. All right. Piercy. You find yourself suddenly uh, stumbling into a mass of green poisonous fog that surrounds your section of the bridge. Um, Sildren, you can make a perception roll and you can see the wyvern. 25. Uh, is turning and coming at you. Uh, Piercy, you are surrounded by this uh, poisonous m uh, mess. Make a fortitude save. That's a natural one re-roll. I'll give you a hair point. Okay, thank you. That's better. That is uh, 37. 37 is a fail. <gasps> you take 33 points of poison damage. Wow. And the cloud is moving slowly backwards towards your friends that are making their way towards you. So towards the back line of your group. Um, but there's some space between you. But you do get, get the, the brunt of that. What is, <laughs> what is this? Was it me, says one of the dwarves in front of uh. you. And the wyvern is coming in. What'd you guys want to do about that? Uh, Sildren will cast Searing Light at the creature. Another one from Bali? Another one from Bali. Go ahead and make your attack rolls. Double Searing Lights. <laughs> Don't cross the beams. Solar Flash. Uh, does Bali know? Bali doesn't know about this uh, skeletal lich, right? Uh, you saw it when, when I was talking to Sildren. Is that within 120? No. No. Okay. Here we go. Go ahead, Sildren. Roll yeah, in. I did. 28. Uh, what did we say? Uh, 30... It's 22. 22? 22 is, um... Uh, no, it's... No, plus it's, 22. Uh, 25. Is a hit? Is a hit? Yeah, maybe. It's undead. Right after it. Yes. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, let's see. Big blast of light. Twelve... Sixteen good damage. Fire damage. Or fire, sixteen. And fire. then good. And this is eleven good. So what's the total damage? Uh, 27. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. 
You blast the wyvern, a second beam misses, uh, but you blast some chunks of bone off of it. Yaru, uh, what did you want to do? You're the last one on defense uh, there. Is yes, sweet uh, again, as soon as it gets uh, within range, I'm just going to do a flurry of blows on it without any magical abilities. Okay. Two attacks. I'm not going to count that. You can see the result. Ooh, 13, let's call that uh, 30, 28. 28 is a miss. Or 30, I'm sorry. 30 is a miss. 38. 38 is a hit. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 38 to hit the first. What am I rolling? 4d6 plus 6. It's been a while since I've actually hit something. <laughs> All right, 2, 7. Ooh, 13 plus 6. We'll call that 19, 19 points of damage. All right. That was attack number 1. We're going to go ahead and roll for attack number 2. Uh, 15, 21, 32. <clears throat> is, a, is a miss. Okay, we'll miss that. And then uh, we'll use a third action to... Uh, I'll, I'll attempt a, a, high, a high jump again. Okay. I'm going to go for it. Uh, athletics again? Uh, you have two actions. So the, that was one action. Yeah, two first attacks. action, I'll do a, uh, two attacks, uh, and then I'll do a jump go and grapple, it. I guess. Uh, athletics. Uh, 33. 33. You leap into the air and grab on top of the creature. What? And uh, you are riding it, and you feel the whole beast shake as mm -hmm. it then vomits forth a whole bunch of black cloudy goodness across your friends. I need uh, reflex saves from uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Polik, Bali, Sildren, and automatically failed is Mimic. Is uh, this necromantic in nature? Uh, necromantic in nature? It's uh, negative energy. Speaking of negative energy, I rolled a natural one. I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> 35. Okay. I'm, uh, I used one of my hero points. Do you did want, I, do you want a hero, hero point? point? I did, didn't I? Yeah, I did. I'll, um, give you, I'll give you one. Okay. If it matters, one of the points of damage I did is fire. All right. I'm going to reroll that reflex save. Good luck. Throw. Woo! Um, it's going to be a 40 instead. All right. That's a huge difference. Yeah, a That's little a bit. Pass, pass, and a critical success. Critical success. Bali, you take no damage whatsoever. The rest of you take 25 points of damage. Reflex, maybe. That's everyone? Then? No. Bali, you take no damage whatsoever. Well, yeah. Polik uh, is 25, although you might have abilities that prevent all damage, like Master uh, of Asian stuff. Not, not for Reflex. Okay. I'm just writing it. Oh, wait, no, yeah, sorry, Reflex. Any success is a critical success. There you go, so Polik takes sorry, no, damage. no damage. So then what are you looking for? I was looking for the same thing. I doubt it. I thought there was a, a ability we took that gave us that. Um, no, it's okay. A, it's a class. So okay. then, by the way, you took 25. If you had taken your natural one, it would have been 102. Yeah, I'm 25 wow. is better. So boom, it goes flying over. You guys are amazed by this uh, black uh, cloud that uh, burns away. Silver know what it is? Burns what? Silver know what it is? No, it burns away at your skin and hurts. Uh, and Nabek takes a whole bunch of damage and drops. Ah, and like it's unconscious. He is unconscious. Oh. Um, 
We can't stay here. Oh, you also hear as the wyvern goes flying out over <clears> into <throat> the over the magma and stuff and starts its climb and turn. You hear some sort of cat-like cheer. What would what, what would you Yaru be saying? Oh no 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 no! Bad idea! Bad idea! Bad idea! Yeah, Yara, you're literally holding on to ribs from above on top of this thing as it's climbing. You can see through its ribs and see the magma a thousand feet below. Kalik has a greater healing potion that she is going to and give to force down Navex. All right, this healing potion hasn't been stoppered well, but you are able to get into him. You just have to catch a bit repeatedly into his mouth over and over. Good with that. All right, heavy and pasty. It's healing gravy at yeah, this un- point. Unfortunately, yeah. you knock out one of his teeth. That's all right. Oh. All right. <laughs> he starts to blink. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. Whoa. And he starts uh, shaking his head. Um, Piercy, you are engaged in some battle stuff up front. You can still see there is a green cloud that's just about to hit the four people that were just hit by a black cloud. Um, How far away am I? 80 feet ahead of them. Um, I use I use message, and uh, I say to Plink, uh, "Stay clear of the cloud." And she hears me. All right. Like as if I'm so, just yeah. right up next to her. I got uh, Nayback like holding my hand. Can we steer around this cloud? You look up, you look around, you can see this cloud moving quickly towards you. If you drop to all fours, you'll be under it. Like one of those fire smoke safety commercial okay. type things. Yeah. So I I drop and I pull him down. All with right. Me. Oh yeah, what's going on? Yes. Stay down. Close. Stay still. I trust you. How did you get so creepy? <laughs> Stay down. Um Yeah, I think Sildren has something to do. All right, um, Bali, make a reflex saving throw with plus one for hearing Palik yell. A natural 20. Holy boy. Can we switch dice, please? No. (laughs) It's going to come around and bite me at the rim. Bali, you are able to yank Sildren down as well, and uh, Sildren, you're able to yank Shunka down, and you're able to just be a couple feet low as this cloud passes over the lot of you. As Sildren's laying there, he mumbles something to himself and then just, like, goes over the side, but just climbs over, goes underneath it. I'm cast, I'm casting Spider Climb. Okay. And so I... Sildren! <laughs> <laughs> so I get underneath the span and start crossing it. Okay. Cool. That's that cool. Willow. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Go on. Uh, police. All creepy like... Right next to you, face to face, as this cloud is moving over, uh, your new friend Nabix says, I'm grateful to be here with you. You're really brave. I'm grateful for your help here as well. Let's uh, let's get after it. Let's get to it. That's what I was thinking too. Do you? Take me where <laughs> we need to go. Seventh Forge right now. <laughs> We have a clear path behind these dwarves. Well, you at least make me get a diplomacy rolling. <laughs> Look, I'm just, I can feel it's a little, it's a little charged between us. And go without you. Let's, that's your warning. 
Let's move. All right. He looks at you, Bali, who's on the ground next to him, and says, I like and I'm you. like really close to him, too. <laughs> I like her fire. She's got a lot of spirit. She's... Do you know she's Shingu? <laughs> this is not the time. Uh, and he gets up and Keep says, Keep your mithril rod in your pants. Uh, uh, Parleek, come close, come close. I have something to tell you. <laughs> the, the sword is between us. All right. He says, go go down with me. And he points to us the side of the bridge. Okay, let's go. And you see there's small little cuts that are almost impossible to see of an inverted ladder into the side. Okay. Yeah. You found something. Hello. (laughs) And he starts digging his hands very carefully and doing like this American Ninja Warrior thing of just going under and starts going under the bridge with you following. Yep. All right. Uh, Bali, what are you doing? Everyone I know is going over the side of this bridge now, so Bali will try to see what the hell's going on. He'll clamber over. Yaru, you are on top of this. Not (laughs) everyone! Yeah, go ahead. And it is swooping down the side of the bridge and cannot see any targets mm-hmm. and angles towards the front of Span 2 where Palik and the dwarves are battling. Okay. Um, and, as, is, uh, and is going... Piercy Piercy. Is I'm sorry, Piercy. Yeah. And is going all, along the bridge. Okay. So as, so as it's flying, I can, you said I can see through it. Does it have any... Uh, is, it, is there a heart pumping? Are there interior organs? Are they, or are they just kind of flailing... It's just an undead. There's no heart or anything, but you do see some ligament rope strings on some parts of it. Uh, I'm going to grab onto those, okay. and I'm going to try to steer it. Because uh, <laughs> that's how science works. <laughs> hey. I am no, a talking, flying cat. It has no feathers, yet it's flying through the air. We're beyond the realms of uh, physics here. That's true. Um, I'm going to try to grab onto those reins, and uh, with, with my legs kind of pushed off of its wings. I'm like steering it like flaps, uh, very much like a, a plane. I'm, I'm All right, gonna, make a survival I'm, roll for me, please. Great. Survival. The word flaps has been used a lot in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> More than weird. I here for. They're oh, only really used to take off. the 26, you have yeah. 40% control of this creature. That's all I need. I need to get... <laughs> it's, it's going high enough just over Piercy and Polite, oh, hopefully. Oh, no, I wanted to bowl them all over. So that it's it literally... I mean, 40% control, you're the DM. <laughs> you decide what happens. But the goal is for it to go over them into the cloud, uh, into the green cal- uh, no, the cloud. No, the cloud's behind. Uh, okay, I'm uh, attempting to put it into the, um, the the dark figure, and I'm going to try to jump off uh, on, on its trajectory okay, towards the Okay, so what you figure. can do is your head, as it's racing down the bridge, there's yeah. a line of dwarves and Piercy, and then there's a bunch of undead behind them, so you can try and yeah, I'm gonna try to barrel and it. hit the yeah. dead. And try. leap off before yes. you... Okay. I, I do have a, a flying spell ready. So make another survival roll for the final control of the beast. Ooh, that is good. That is, uh, let's see, we'll call that a uh, 36 minus 2. We'll call that a 34. All right. With a huge pull of these strange ligaments, the creature goes up and over Piercy. You hear this, 
and uh, the undead wyvern goes flying over and then down sharply and goes smearing across several zombies, leaving gooey black and red trails behind. Uh, in addition, you are able to leap off with ease and land next to Piercy and gain a hero point. Nice. nice. Wow. Yeah. Well played, sir. <laughs> Piercy, you, awesome. you see your friend right there landing beside you. He just took out at least six more of the dead and gave you guys some more breathing room. You do not see any of your other friends. Is that green? Where's that green cloud? Did it pass by? It's passed and, it was, and is now okay. going over the rubble and will be on the dwarven okay. side soon. Okay. Um, you lost half the party? Uh, where'd you come from? Where did they go? I I don't know. I'm, I'm fighting the skeleton, mans. Uh, where is everyone? I mean, I, they were back behind. Uh, I saw, I saw Palik and the old g- g- creepy man. We're under the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> under the bridge, right yeah. now at this very moment, mm-hmm. is Nabek, the old dwarf, who's leading. And there's cuts directly under the bridge where you can grab and get good uh, handholds and even footholds. And he's kind of doing this slow monkey thing underneath the bridge. <laughs> okay. Palik, you are following. Yeah. And then Bali is falling behind that. So you have no idea where they went. I, I just heard someone. I don't. Uh, can we backtrack a little bit, like towards, uh, like literally, can we retrace our steps and see? Sure, you can leave the, the doors edges. behind. Sure. Um, we'll be right back. Yeah, we'll be back. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And like, see if they see what we see. If there's any sign of a ledge or something to okay. get down. You look concerned. Uh, where are you going? This, we need to go this way. I assume Soldier's aware enough of what's going on. You have total control of the scene, really, okay. where you're at. Um, Soldier, like, c- c- climbs up and around. Oh! <clears throat> Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I told you they were going to be somewhere. There, get right over there. There's a, uh, uh, there's, there's handrails. You guys can get down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a climbing I have a climbing speed of ten feet, so I'll just hop over the edge. Okay. Everyone's so keen to hop over the edge. Dwarves <laughs> like these guys are nuts. Well we gotta sit together. I'll I'll use uh I'll use my my I have some sort of super skill when it comes to like ledges and things. Uh, yeah, that's a, it's, uh not falling off them? Yeah. Steady balance. Steady balance. Alright. Well that will keep you not from going over the edge, but it sounds like you want to go over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> so you are now prevented. You got a new steady balance on every I can grab an edge, is what it says. Against his own DC to see if he can uh, go over. Uh, okay, so you lightly step off the edge, uh Piercy, whip and, around, grab and on then grab the keys, yeah. and then can see some weird, creepy children motioning even further. Uh, that is creepy. And you can you can look and can see there are uh, dwarves and halflings, uh, and now uh, uh, a cat folk that are now underneath the bridge, uh, all climbing further towards the undead side, but underneath. And again, I have to ask, where's Shunka? Ooh. <laughs> Don't you have the like pocket dimension? I do. Um... Soldier and comes back up and around. Shunka's barking. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Soldier opens up his uh, druidic, his his druid vestments, and um, gives a concise little whistle to Shunka, and Shunka goes 
charges right at him. Shuka and, yep. dives in, and then as you start to climb back, make a reflex save plus two as a very pissed off wyvern is breathing across the area again, having yeah. recovered. Bringing Happy. a lot of uh, negative attention to uh, 38 s- sneaky people. Uh, you take half damage, and that is a total of 22 points of damage. Okay, down to 97. You are uh, singed and burned by this black breath, and it screeches and goes by, uh, but it's really not looking for you. It's looking (laughs) for someone else entirely. Uh And uh, you guys are now, I think all of you are underneath the bridge. Um, Piercy, you are in the lead, uh, oddly enough, because you were furthest down the bridge. Uh, and then Yaru's right behind you. Palik, you see your man whose uh, feet and rear are close to your face, I might add, is mm. stopping, and he pushes on a small little white uh, uh, little panel. And as he does so, a section of the bridge underneath pushes up stone and then slides off, revealing a secret opening okay, inside quick, the bridge. Okay, quick, go in there before the rest of them see us. And he climbs in and extends a withered old hand. Grab on my hand! I'll pull you! Grab it! He does. He, you <laughs> grab his hand. It's sweaty and callousy, and he pulls Oh! And he pulls you up into his hole and you are inside. Molly, you are quickly joining. Hole. Right. He doesn't help you at all. <laughs> he help me it's at easy all. to get in by yourself, actually. <laughs> it's okay. actually more awkward to have. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, where, where are we going from here, buddy? Sildren uh, is quick squeeze as well. So. Oh, and Sildren, you're quickly in there. Yaru and the, uh, Yaru and Piercy, once again, you look and you turn and back and again. you don't see your friends again. <laughs> what? What is this place, man? <laughs> I thought we were on a bridge. Uh, why don't why don't you guys go back out and help keep this wyvern from fucking us up? Who said that? We're we are you, they're in the walls. The wyvern's not. I know, but my uh, police intent was to these two very stealthy guys, Pleek and Ore Cutter, get go, in and out. Go and then forge this thing. Yeah, and then taking several hours and well. And, and it's, it's, with undead swarming around you and just the on, two of this you. this way. Hurry, Let's says go. Newt. This is that's another Aliens Newt reference. Yeah. Right <laughs> and he's uh, leading through this, this little uh, stone air duct, if you will, inside the interior of the bridge. Uh, Yaru and Piercy, what are you guys doing? Sildren's head comes back uh, down. <laughs> and he's like, guys, Bleak said she wanted all of us. Let's go. And Sildren, <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to disobey. Yeah, yeah. After you. And how long does that last, Sildren? Ten minutes. Oh, perfect. Just be glad it wasn't Xanar and Bug Dual form. Yes. We'll proceed in. It, it's, so, it's still creepy, but... All right, I'm so, yeah. not hearing any such plan. We'll just go in. Piercy backtracks back under the bridge. All right. Into the Sildren's little... climbing up on the underside of the wall. <laughs> uh, there is the last one to go in is Piercy. Piercy, as you do so, you hear a screeching sound of a wyvern, undead wyvern. It's making one last breath grasp attack at you and as you come in you guys all see this black stuff go flying and chasing uh, Piercy and Piercy make a reflex save with plus two though it's a hard angle for the creature okay Uh, 
Reflex. Uh, that's f- 42. You take no damage whatsoever, get your foot in, and the door seals behind. It is pitch black until I assume an Aeon watch thing is lit up, mm-hmm. and the group can see. Leading the way is Nabek, the well-endowed, and he continues <laughs> forward. <laughs> Not uh, for long. <laughs> oh. I said my reputation would change. <laughs> and he's crawling inside the bridge itself and uh, leans back. Stay close. Stay close, little one. Where it's, it's some distance ahead. And he crawls further and further. Are you staying close? Yep. All right. Uh, do you still have some sort of sword out? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, he uh, crawls some distance until... I'm gonna rename it Tape Piercer. <laughs> until he reaches a opening in the uh, floor and he spins around and drops leg first about eight feet into a thin little corridor and now can stand up and walk forward. And everyone, one by one, you are now able to stand up in a small corridor. And he starts walking. And you pass by a metal slatted thing, almost like a speakeasy uh, viewport. And you walk past another, and there's a little turn. And these are tall but narrow uh, corridors you're in of smooth stone. It seems quite dusty, as though people have not been here in a very long time. Nabek, what is this place? These are the uh, the secret passages of um, of my guild of long ago. We were able to to get where we needed to and and hear what we needed to hear. I haven't been down here in a long time, but I I do remember the forges were the light light bricks, the light blue bricks, not the dark blue, the light blues. And he points at some colored bricks that uh, you see every hundred feet or so. And you are essentially walking behind different uh, important places that Bali has visited many times in the past, official uh, chambers and such. But Bali, you had no idea such uh, an area like this existed behind the scenes. I had no idea these existed. Hmm. Who could be here? How could this be here and no one else know about it? He's quiet back there. There's a lot of peepholes in here. <laughs> They're not for people. They're not peeping. <laughs> <laughs> for glory. Glory to the stone father. <laughs> Does Tim want to mute, buddy? <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, let's let's go. Let's move. Uh, let's move past this. Don't <laughs> you want a shower, right? Yeah. Not twice. Time for a show. If you see my boot under the wall, keep, keep moving, old man. He continues to move, and he comes across a dark blue brick and walks past it. Comes across a faded yellow brick and goes past it, and goes on and on and turn after turn. And hold on, maybe it's maybe it's back that way. And he squeezes past you, Polite, and then goes backtrack a bit. And uh, I'd say anyone with an intelligence of 
15 or higher can easily find their way back. Otherwise, you might struggle. Anyone have that? No. Um, well, I'm... Yes, and I also have no direction. So oh, you're good. So yeah, yeah. Sildren, Sildren gives you guys a nod that you'll be all right in case something were to happen. So this, yeah, Sildren's just going light blue, light blue, light yeah. blue, light yeah. blue. Yeah, Sildren's definitely like taking notes, you know, at this point where yeah. we're going. All right. Has no direction up pretty, you know, pretty nice. frequently. He then comes to a light blue brick and then starts feeling around and presses and the wall shifts in and to the side with a grinding noise. He steps in, and he is on a uh, balcony of a library of old dwarven books, and there are some tables down below. There's an open door down below, and as you guys go in, he gives you a little quiet uh, finger-to-the-mouth uh, motion. And uh, Palik, since you're right behind him, you can hear the moaning of some undead creature in the hallway outside of this library. And he is quietly going around to the other side of this second-story balcony uh, and is feeling around a bookcase there. The rest of the group is slowly uh, coming in, and your uh, spider walking has faded, by the way. What kind of... uh, I probably wouldn't know, but... what kind of library is this? Like, by the, by the, I'm assuming all the books are in Dwarvish. All so. the books are in Dwarvish. You do not read, read them. Uh, Molly, you can identify a lot of them are architectural and history of uh, structures books. You believe this might be uh, one of the masonry guild's chambers. Yes, they've seen a few of these books before. All for the old founders. The uh, engineers, architect, and so forth. He pushes on a bookcase, and it slides to the side, and he steps in, and is now in another narrow little passage, and is making his way further. I think it's this way. It's been a long time. Light blue. Light blue. And the group follows, and who was in the rear, did we say? Yaru? All right. Always blue. And you close it uh, down below, uh, behind. Uh, he uh, goes on again. This takes 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes of making your way through these narrow hallways, occasionally entering a chamber. You pass into a, um, a small private room. He waits. He hears no sounds. He crosses that room, opens a door into a corridor of other chambers of private rooms. Uh, you believe these are uh, uh, private suites of a fashionable uh, inn for nobility that visit Bali. Um, it doesn't get used often, and you certainly never knew there were back areas to it. And then he goes down into a room, can't find what he's looking for, goes down to another room. You then see some skeletons that spot you that are just wandering these halls as this entire, again, district is filled with these creatures. But you all do a, a Scooby-Doo-esque disappear into a door thing, uh, and he then gets into another secret passage, and you're gone. The skeletons don't find you. And you do this, and it goes on and on until you come across a chamber of some note. As he opens up the secret light blue uh, brick, he pushes on the wall, it opens up, and Palik, you can hear a voice in common saying, Oh, no, you do not. You hear a voice in the old Bizerin tongue speak. Does anyone here know that language? 
Nope. Xanner again. <laughs> you just hear this strange plaintive noise of uh, almost ghost-like noise. The dwarf Nabek uh, steps in, and as you do as well, you see you're in a long room filled with tapestries. Um, Bali, as you go in, you know this is called the Hero's Wall, and there are tapestries that are set up for all the major events, and it's just a visual history. Um, and there's plenty of empty wall left for many great accomplishments. And this is one of many places you are sickened to think that undead are roaming around in, as this is a great place to be offered an invitation, to visit, to look at different tapestries, and you've been here several times yourself. Here, though, today, the chamber is empty and devoid of any dwarves except one ghostly figure and that is apparently in the way in this somewhat narrow chamber. Huge tapestries depicting great battles, great accomplishments, dwarves with striking figures creating uh, great statues, great artistry, great weapons, a great sword is made, all these different panels of scenes uh, showing Shadow Hall's past. But in the middle of this chamber is a silvery glowing ghost of a young human in fancy looking ghost-like armor and just kind of swaying awkwardly looking at one of the tapestries. Nabek, who's that? I, I don't know. Go get him. You've got your sword. Ouch, yeah, that's the sword. Go get him. Polik will approach the figure. Okay. The figure turns upon seeing you and faces you and draws a ghostly bastard sword. Bleak will sheathe her rapier and kind of approach like hands up the, in a, in a like a non, non-threatening <laughs> way. The ghost holds its sword but lowers its sword. We did not expect to see someone of your stature here. The ghost says something in Old Bizerin with a question mark at the end of it. Mm. May we pass? And kind of like gives a little uh, gesture of, of continuing on. The ghost then speaks in common and says, I am supposed to kill you. You are alive. You need to kill me specifically, or you need to kill everyone? Everyone who's alive, I've been tasked to kill and to destroy these, he says, pointing at the tapestries. Why would you want to destroy something so beautiful? I agree. There was lots of work and effort put into these, let alone the heroic efforts that they represent. And he nods and points to the one beside you, maybe to distract your eye, but points to your, your left, the wall there, and says, I was at that scene there, at that battle. What is that battle? Tell me about it. It does, it does not look familiar. It was uh, the battle that defined the rise of the Bizerin Empire long ago. And I was even younger than I am now. I am supposed to kill you. 
you know what he is. attacks you with his blade with a quick slash. Um, and it is a frick. It's a frick. He shakes his head like before the blow he shakes his head knowing he's going to catch you by surprise swings his ghostly blade with a critical hit okay uh i can cast i'm still able to cast sure well what do you well no unless it's a reaction no it's reaction okay what are you going to do drop dead so that's after his target's been hit that's fine uh actually i don't think so it is it is after the target pretty sure you gotta get hit first I can't look it up on here. Yeah, it's after the trigger. After, okay, after, after been you've been hit. All right, you've been hit for 35 points of slashing damage. And he slashes, and for his second, third action, he does nothing but lower his blade. So I dropped down dead. You're casting the spell? You All right. Did. Yep. Oh, no. And he drops down, and some of you who are close behind thinks he's going to kill Polik, uh, who has dropped dead, but instead is trying to mend her illusionary corpse. You are actually invisible right now, uh, and he is over your corpse and touching and his hands passing through. Do you know what this creature is, Bali? Can it be dispelled? Uh, have I seen such an apparition before? No. Uh, would I recall anything of the character it's representing in the images that I had seen before? Make a an insane society roll. Insane society. We've been rolling twenties all day. Yeah, no, thirty here. Uh, no, or uh, twenty-seven. Sorry. Uh, so um, we can sneak by it or get by it now that it's distracted. It's certain. Possible. You say you were charged with uh -oh. killing us. Or, or, we or not. Or we can do this. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, you tend to her wounds, though she's already dead. I... You are kind of suspecting what's going on. I do not want to hurt. Oh. And Polik will snap back into reality. Well, then why would you hurt? He steps back like he's seen a ghost. <laughs> I was like, that was a level seven. Yeah, my, yeah, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I put my sword away. I mean, you no harm. Yet you lash out at me because you're supposed to kill me. Is there a way for us to free you from your task? There is no freeing of my soul, I have been commanded to be here and to destroy these great tapestries and kill all the living that I see, and I have killed already. Whose command was this? A new master over me. How many masters have you had? I have had but my king from long ago, and now why would you have a new master? Why wouldn't you continue to serve your king? He has a calling over me. Who is it? A man named Skordrenar. We know of this man. What is your name, knight? I am Sir Owen. I am Palik. One of the heroes of Navarre. He does not strike you and keeps his blade down. You see him, like, wanting to. 
How how does Scorgenar have power over you? I found myself rising, rising from the swamps of Dakarth. And there are callings, several callings, and the I was called most here to the south. To destroy fabric? To destroy what, what what good would that do anyone? Skorjanar has never done good, Polik. This is a punishment for this man. For all of eternity until he serves some kind of rotten purpose. The calling to the west was towards cold. The calling to the to the east was much different, but to the south it was to make a path through the mountain. And my task was to kill all that lived and once I started once I took refuge here then I felt a calling to destroy it and I do not want to yes you don't seem like a violent type despite what you just did to me I know you didn't want to do that but you had an urge to Fight that urge. Oh, protect And a hammer comes swinging down as Nabek attacks him and hits the ghost. Let's see if he actually hits the ghost. He swings his blade and natural 20 hits oh, the ghost. Oh, no. That's two 20s in a row for me. Strikes the ghost who reels back and strikes Nabek back. Let's see if we can get a third one, shall we? Nope. Uh, but that's definitely hit on the old guy, and Nabik is hit and dropped unconscious for the second time. He's at dying too. Hold. I'm not tracking him. Knight! Sorrow and hold. No more violence. I would like that. Did Pelagia say that? <laughs> put, I know, right? Put your, put your sword away. Make a diplomacy roll plus one. Uh, 40? Jeez. He puts his sword away and s- sits down on a chair. You need to fight this urge. Since nobody else is doing it, I will stabilize uh, Nabek. Okay. <laughs> Scorgenar is not good. I know you have no love for him, but you are caught in a web of his lies. I have no control over it. He has dominion over the likes of me, a spirit's lost. But you do have control. You're fighting what he wants you to do. You just did it. You did it because of humble words from me. You can fight this urge. I might be able to. I, I fought I've fought before in my life with strength and honor. Why not? Why not stand against this calling? Why follow mindlessly? You're right. Exactly. And he stands up proudly. And attacks you. (laughs) (laughs) A hand, by the way, reaches out to you, Sildren. Thank you so much for healing me. Slap that hand away. We need we need to pass through this hall. Are you going to remain here? 
No, I'm going to return from where I came. Go back to the swamps. Go back to... That's embarrassing. Go back to Dakarath. I will. Thank you. You're welcome. And he reaches out a ghostly hand towards your uh, hand. Yeah, I clasp like... Oh, come on! No, that's, that's not nice. <laughs> I hope I hope to <laughs> I hope to see you again once the scourge of scourge Rundar has, has been taken away. We just call him the scourge for sure. So Rundar. yet again we meet once again. Yeah. <laughs> and he says uh, farewell halfling and thank you. You're welcome. And he fades through the very portrait he said he was a part of, or the uh, blah, 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 blah. tapestry. Thank you, tapestry, and fades through the wall and takes a shortcut through Sunderforge. Amazing, Polite. If well any done. of you sons of bitches ever bring up me, you being peaceful again. That <laughs> was well That's done. That's gonna roll. Now let's fucking move. Our peaceful friend, let's go. You carry on. Uh, you get through that hallway. And um, Nabek says, are you all right, my little one? You look like you got hurt. I'm perfect. You're the one that got hurt for the I, second time. I, I'm, I'm, I can hang in there. Me too. I'm fine. Let's keep moving. Uh, hold on a second. We need to get to the seventh floor. Right, hold on. Uh, you, Ash, Ash, Ashman, I'm, you're a priest, so I need, I need a lot of healing. I'm badly wounded. Badly. For an order cutter? Fine. Uh, and he will, uh, he will, uh, treat his wounds. You're gonna do treat wounds? Treat wounds. Which is ten minutes. Is it ten minutes? I think so, for your high level. Uh, then I will have to instead... (laughs) 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 I thought... There was a way to like oh, reduce my. the time on that. Is that not something you had done? I, I can't remember. I thought somebody had it. He, if anyone would attempt, we're gonna say ten minutes from now because there's complicated rules to look up. Yeah. Okay. What are you gonna uh, do? So I have my necklace. I begin to swirl the beads about in my hand and call forth one of its internal spells uh, and emanate tum, uh, to everyone around me. <clears throat> uh, the Following healing. <laughs> Brighter dice, dude. Yeah, I know. Thirty-four points to everyone, including. Okay. Oh, thank How much? you. Thirty-one. Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Thank you, Ashman. Ashman. Ashman, don't be crude. <laughs> I can see why your people don't like them. <laughs> and he leads further on with a little, a little lift to his step and continues down more side passages, more galleries, more interesting ways, and comes across a long balcony that again oversees a chamber. It has stairs that curl up to this balcony, but he's just going along it and then disappearing into another side passage. But Bali, you recognize the place you're at. 
it is a unwelcome place to be, as it is a very respected place to be. You are in the uh, family balcony, the family gallery that overlooks Stone Rest. This is a huge chamber, many, 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 many football fields wide, uh, with big magical lights, unlike all the oil lanes you've seen everywhere, uh, magical lights that have permanently been cast uh, above, very ornate carvings above, and there are coffin after coffin after coffin, very plain coffins, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, probably several thousand of them as far as you can see. And in front of each of these coffins are statues, different statues of different types, great birds, great warriors, great uh, women or children or great buildings, all small statues in front. Again, hundreds and hundreds of these, the most amazing collection of statues you have ever seen in your life. Hmm. Uh, in the middle uh, of the chamber is a great statue that is made of big square chunks of stone that are held together just magically so they're very loosely not connected and it is in the shape of the stone father himself who watches over this scene you can see there are several dead dwarven bodies that have been uh, left to rot here for several weeks and you know bali that uh, no one has ever really let in here um, except on very special circumstances uh, which makes the three dead uh, undead whites, W-I-G-H-T-S, life-draining whites that are at that statue, one poking around the dead, one poking around at one of these coffins, the other looking at the giant statue of your god, uh, a little unwelcome. But, uh, Orcutter says, this way, this way, and continues along this balcony into another secret to leave this section. You never said anything about going to Stone Rest. This is the way. This is the light blue. Come on, Bali. This is for the greater good. They shouldn't be here. We they can't be left to be we here. Probably shouldn't be here either. I used to be here myself. Come on, Bali. Think of all the rest of the dwarves. Roll the see. <laughs> you can't call that. Oh, I, get <laughs> I think it's fair under the circumstances. <clears throat> uh, Bali doesn't seem apt to leave. He seems more apt to deal with the whites that are in the room. If that is the case, Bali, you then pause and make a very important perception rule. A 31? You did a 30. You see, as you look out over the balcony, the white's not aware you're even there. You're about 30 feet up and quite some distance away from them. But even from that distance, uh, you can see that uh, one of the whites that is poking around the dead is poking around a overturned corpse wearing the Ashbeard Crest. Oh! (laughs) How far away? (laughs) Which can only be your father. Okay. All right. How far away? (laughs) I will tell you that next time as we will stop there for tonight. That is a great spot to start. Thank you so much. savage. 
Thank you so much for joining us. This is absolutely fantastic. I love being able to get into this uh, dwarven realm. This has been great. Uh, and some great roles by Christopher. Uh, and we yeah. will see you all next time.